Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. I'll tell you this, it is the day before Thanksgiving and we are live here at the Academy Star Trek Podcast. You heard it right, we're back. I'm back. Back from my little, you know, stay at Aurora Penthe. It actually wasn't that bad. It was like Club Fed, basically. Like Club Federation. But (laughs) I'm back, Dimitri Zerdos, rocking the Galileo, the classic Galileo t-shirt from Heroes and Villains. Hey, Heroes and Villains, sponsor us. Come on, let's go. I'm rocking your t-shirt. Hey, but I would wear I, it. Yeah, it's exactly, yeah. But I am not alone here in the Academy. I am joined by my friend, my really good friend, my brother in Christ, Big John Enright. Big John, how are you doing today, my friend? Well, I'm great. I get to see you. It's the day after my birthday. I'm now 44 yeah, yeah, years exactly. old. And I get to see your man. beautiful face. Yeah. Oh, my God. It feels like forever. Like, I, like it. It's been a while. It's yeah, while. like part it's of me wants to just grab those cheeks and give them a little, <laughs> little you know, like you're going to experience all this week at Thanksgiving. Oh, Millions shoot. of people are going to yeah, have people grabbing cheeks and you oh, know, it's, all it's that shit. Be, oh, man. It's going to be something else, man. <laughs> yeah. But, man, it, it like, like I, honestly, it was really weird because it's like, man, I used to talk it to you and then all of a sudden can't do it anymore. And yeah. Was, it yeah, was weird, I mean, that, you know? Yeah, I that kind of sucked. So, so, so to kind of to, to, to stooge it off. Yes, I did serve two and a half months at Otisville Correctional Facility at the at the at the satellite camp for a little thing that you know for some for some BS. But uh, I served there for two and a half months. But I'll say this: the facility was very nice. The people running the facility, uh, the counselor and the case manager, wonderful people, hardworking people. You know, they do a great job there, and the the people there at the camp we all made mistakes, but there were good people at the camp and I made some, I made some friends there. So, uh, but I got out on something called the cares act and, uh, I'm here and here I am. So, hey. you know, I thank God for, for that. And, uh, but you know, my two and a half months there, you know, I was able to reset and say, you know what, you know, it, it's just, it's time. So, and, but the whole time I was there though, I was reading, Star Trek books because people were sending me Star Trek stuff and I I want to give big shout out thanks to everybody. John, I want to thank you for the letter you sent me, man. When I got that letter, I was like, yeah, man, <laughs> it felt so good, you know, reading the letter. Ben Hameen sent me a couple letters too, which were absolutely hilarious because when it comes to writing letters, even in writing letters, his improv prowess knows no bounds. Mm. I mean, just unbelievable. So, but yeah, but I was able to read a lot of Star Trek stuff there. I read a um a novel, it was Mere Anarchy, where basically it followed from the original series all the way to like Star Trek Generations when when like when like Kirk died. Mm. It was a it was a 600 page book. 
And thank God, and I thank God when it, when it came because I was stuck because I I, I had to go you know quarantine because I hadn't got my shot that time. Mm-hmm. And thank God I got that book because that helped pass like three days in, in quarantine. So, but but yeah, so yeah, so I'm so I'm back. Hopefully, back for <laughs> back for, for the good. future. Back yes. for good. I do. I don't plan on doing anything stupid. So uh, that's it. Okay. There so, you go. Okay. So, so to everyone, so so to everyone watching this, you got the scoop. Yes, or listening, or however. If you yeah, exactly taking yeah. it now, or listening it when it drops yeah. later. Yeah. However, uh, so okay, I do, I do have this question though because I got a little confused. One, I want to make sure you got the books I sent you. Uh, yes. Okay. Good. All right. Because I don't know, and then like I didn't ever know if you got the letters or not. What then, were the books? What were the books that you sent me? Uh oh, I'd have to go back into Amazon and look. Uh, uh let's see. Let me do that real quick. Um, but while I'm th- while I'm here, so so you said there's it. I know that Otisville has its, its thing, but then yes. you were at the camp. So what's that the, was the, diff- what's uh, the, the difference? Is the medium which is behind the fence? <laughs> okay. Yeah, the medium, the medium is not the medium is not where you want to be. That's all. That's all I gotta say. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, okay. the medium is not where you want to be. The the, right, the camp see. was very nice. <laughs> Camp was very nice. Okay, the camp see. was very uh, nice. Uh, let's see. I think I sent you the Q conflict and yes, Lawrence. I got that. Yeah, okay. I got those. I got those. Thank you. Okay, yes, I did yes. read the Q conflict. Okay, which the Q conflict was great because the Q conflict took it basically took like the Organians, Trelane, Q. Oh God, it was another being I remember from. I think I think it might have been from either. Voyager, or it might have been from like the original series, okay, or or next gen, and it it combined like all the crews, and it was it was a great read, and it was a funny read because they were able to have the interaction between Trelane and Q, and you know that was that was really good. So thank you, I appreciate that. And then the villains one you sent me, the villains one was cool because. It it basically showcased all the villains from Star Trek, like nice, like detailed, you know, details about them, you know, Khan, the Borg, mm. Gorn, you know, and still, and still, the Borg still scared the living crap out of me because there probably is a race of like machines like that that will assimilate you and just turn you into a mindless drone so yeah <laughs> that's that's that is that's the thing that that's the thing the most that scares me the most they both seemed super interesting mm-hmm. and i was like okay no right. they were thank you thank you all right yeah no and Appreciate uh, that, bro. uh no it's good I mean, i'm not saying that to get the rub off of you and be like you know hey no it, it was more like i i didn't know because again i'm having to write i'm Never written a letter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Like, are these addresses the right thing? This seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I know he said Otisville, and I look at the thing, and it says, "But it's the camp." So I'm like, "Okay, fuck. How do I get this address (laughs) put in?" Like, it's it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. uh, Yeah, it was. uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. It was uh, like some some things. Guys are like, "Well, didn't you?" Watch any prison movies? I'm like, no, I didn't watch any of that. No, you no, don't watch you that know? before you go into prison. It's like, no, I mean, no. no. And the, the thing about it was, it was, you know, the, the guys were there. A lot of the guys were helped me out. 
especially especially like my first couple of weeks there so i get adjusted to everything mm. you know and uh you know and i'm not gonna lie you know it was you know it wasn't that bad of an experience and uh not that not that i would ever do it again and right. i <laughs> recommend that everybody you know not get into trouble with with the feds so that you don't go away because it's 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 not good being away from your family and your loved ones. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I will say this, you definitely get a chance to unplug and unwind from society and everything. No cell phones, no internet. The only thing, the only connection I had to the outside world was when I watched TV it was, we were able to watch TV. We were to watch like Mets games and Yankees games. And that was about it. And then you would see commercials for stuff. Oh, okay, you know, yeah, that was the, well, the only time, right? You could say, and then, and then when I saw commercials for like AEW, I was like, what is shit? I was like, oh my god, I was like, oh god, I, said, yeah. I cannot get away from shitty wrestling. Yeah. Hey, but uh, speaking of AEW, shout out to our boy Lance Archer who's in yes. Japan for the World Tag League. Uh, him and Suzuki together again. Uh, they won it. They should win it. They, he said the 2011 is when they won it, so maybe mm -hmm. they'll do it again. Um, uh, a 10 year repeat, uh, yeah, you know, do it. everything happens for a reason, so yeah. So, I'm That's excited for Lance, uh, Academy Zone, Lance Archer, yes, go for it. We got you know, yeah. we're, we're rooting for you. Shout um, out, shout out, Lance Archer, shout out, Lance Archer. So, uh, I guess, I guess, um, hmm, I'm just trying to think, I'm, I'm just trying to think anything else you want to disclose because I, I was trying to think, I had one more question, but I forgot what it was. Um, oh, okay, so. Based off of all the things you've read, mm -hmm. um, the two that you got for me, how would you rate those as far as you know the readings go for books? Where oh, for books, yeah, yeah, like higher up there for you, lower up there for you, where the you know what do you think? Tippy top, tippy top, all tippy right. top. Yeah, no, because I mean it was to me, I was it was it was cool because you know it wasn't you know the pictures, you look and everything, mm -hmm. but it was just they were just so informative, especially. I, you know how much I love graphic novels. Yeah. Especially, and here's the thing, John, I'm not going to lie to you. I already had the Q conflict, but it was so good that I didn't mind reading it again. Fuck, <laughs> man. I thought I was being cool. No, 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 bro. It's all good. But, you know, it's uh, so, but, you know, it was, no, but it was very much appreciated. And I, and I appreciate that, man. Thank you very good. much, buddy. Good. Thank well, you, I mean, it's, you sound good. You look good. Uh, it looks like you got a new microphone, a new See, setup. Uh, no, on. actually, actually, no, it's, it's still, it's the same oh, setup. I just got okay. set up differently right now. Okay. Yeah. Because and, and you don't have shitty internet because you were doing this and not, not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised. Well, yeah. I, oh, wait. I don't know. Wait, wait just, I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Cause you never know. Cause it could just go. I don't like that. I know, right? So, uh, yeah. so good, man. I'm excited for you. I'm glad to be back talking with you. I think yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, we've missed a lot, but we also have a lot we get to talk about, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. So I guess the first thing is, I guess we should, if we're going to follow our format, because we, we don't, we're, I know we're a little out of practice, but we got to kind of yeah. our, follow our format a little bit. Just a question. Just a question, John. Okay. It says up there, we've been live for an hour and 10 minutes. Have we been live for that long? No, I don't okay. think we have. Uh, <laughs> no, I just see live for 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Live for 10 minutes and 42, 43. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, damn, we we fell down a real big hole if we yeah, did. Yeah, I was like, like <laughs> we were recording before we were talking about it. Yeah, no, no, we weren't recording before. We were, no, we, no, no, no. Some of the things were not for air. No. Um, I know better than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we are going to get started so hey and by the way uh we also want to always welcome our friend james mcgyver on here so yes the money, money man. mcgyver 
Thank you. Uh, so, Bonnie MacGyver, here we go. We're starting with our new segment right now. All right. So, back in the news, as the bosun whistle has let you know, um, we're getting started. Uh, so, uh, William Shatner is in the news. Uh, this is as of November 23rd. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. This was as of November 14th, because um, today's the 23rd. Uh, mm-hmm. At 91, William Shatner's not slowing down. He's still promoting uh, his new Boldly Go memoir. Um, and he's got a documentary coming out, and he says he's still doing conventions, which, uh, Triple D, I have not had a chance to tell you this, by the way, so you're going to like this. Okay. Um, Shatner's going to be in Houston on Really? That's and awesome. I've got two tickets to go. Me and Jacob oh my, are going. That's awesome, man. We're like, front, we're like almost front row. Really? We oh, get to go. Awesome. Or It's at the Sugarland First Financial, whatever, student okay. center, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... You, so you go, you get to watch Wrath of Khan with him, and then you're going to have Q&A and questions oh, and all kinds okay. of stuff after. That's awesome. So we're super stoked. Uh, a friend you're of mine gonna... got that for me for my birthday. <laughs> That's uh, awesome, man. Yeah. And so I was like stoked. And then the cool part is we're not having to pay for housing or, or kind of food stuff because our family friends, Miss Margie and the McKays, they live there. And so we're going to oh. stay with Miss Margie. They're going to see her boys, who I grew all up with. And so we're going to have a, just a fun weekend. And that's the weekend before Martin Luther King. So then we don't have to rush back Sunday. We're going to take that, and I'll take Monday off. And we'll, we're just going to enjoy Martin nice. Luther King and drive back. And hopefully by the time man. Jacob also has got he's, – he's passed everything to get his learner's permit. So the soonest we can make an appointment to get the DMV mm-hmm. is January. So hopefully he'll have his learner's permit, and we can be on his way of getting his license uh, here. So, hey, things are coming up. That's you awesome. Know. Good. That's awesome. So it's exciting. So January 19th, we're going to see that. But Shatner has been, you know, blowing and going on these convention things. And, you know, they asked him um, why he's continued to do Star Trek conventions and other cons. He said, I enjoy the conventions when I'm mm-hmm. on stage fielding questions. I've acquired a way of doing this hour so that I can be, it comes kind of a mutual distribution of information. The fans are interesting and it's part of the reason why I go. So mm-hmm. apparently, He's, you know, the fans are what keep him going for this. Um, and apparently he's also said in his new memoir, um, uh, you know, that basically the title of this section of it is called Done with Decay. And so in his new memoir, Shatner reflects on how he was horrified and ashamed when he learned from Nichelle Nichols that his fellow co-stars found him cold and arrogant. He was, he mm-hmm. has talked openly about how he was devastated over how things ended with Leonard Nimoy where he wasn't able to talk to him uh, in the time before his death. However, Shatner has lost patience with some of the criticism, especially from co-star George Takei, who took even a swipe at who he took a swipe at at his recent trip in space. Shatner tells the Times, "I began to understand that they were doing it for publicity. Sixty years after some incident, they are still on that track. Uh, don't you think that it's a little weird? It's like a little sickness. George has never stopped blackening my name." These people are bitter and embittered. I have run out of patience with them. Why give credence to people consumed by envy and hate? So, hmm. You uh, know. Just, here's the thing, man. It's it, it's it's not good for George to hold on to all that hate. It's it, it's not. It's not. Yeah. You know, I mean, because I held on to a lot of hate too. But you know, I just you just you just learn to forgive and and forget, and that's yeah. it. And and. And the thing about Shanner is, you know, I mean, Shanner, Shanner has sent out olive branches, hasn't he? I yeah. mean, he has yeah. realized that, you know, he was kind of a horse's back end and that he decided that, you know what, you know, let me call it out. And yeah, he did. 
so he's trying like, to be better. And yeah, if, exactly. you're not, if you're going to slap somebody who's trying to do that, you know that says a lot. That says a lot more about you than it does them. Yeah, honestly. But you know, but hey, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, and yeah. uh, but but God bless him, ninety-one years old, still going strong. Yeah, and he's you know, he's an animal. He's an, he's an absolute mean, animal. He's an know, animal, they, man. Yeah, and when they talked about times of you know Boston legal, he said. He used the opportunity to draw a contest. James Spader was wonderful. The whole cast was wonderful. And never heard a word from them saying how much they didn't like me. So he kind of used that. But it talks about Shatner Live in 2023 and that he's doing live events. And they show the poster. And uh, January 12th will be in Midland, Texas. January 13th in Lubbock, Texas. January 14th, he's in Sugar Land. Um, so really Lubbock probably would have been closer for me than Sugarland, but I have a connection to Sugarland, yeah. which is why I'm going. 15th will gonna... be in Austin. So he starts off January mm-hmm. in Texas. So if you're in living in Texas in the great state, you can do that. Then from there, he goes to in February, he's in Charlton, West Virginia, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Red Bank, New Jersey, Inglewood, New Jersey, uh, in February, and then in March. So the closest he gets to you, Triple D is Red Bank and Inglewood. Unless you're close to Fort Wayne or Charleston, he doesn't uh, go to the series set tour. No, oh, I'm surprised. No, it's a they just been there some, a lot though. He's but they they're listing the uh, cities; they're not necessarily the venues either. So Ticonderoga. No, no. So, so March he's, not, he's doing yeah. So like March he goes to Atlanta, then mm-hmm. he goes to Milwaukee, then he goes to Detroit and Indianapolis. That covers February. That gives him through March right now. Do they have anything for the summer or no? No, they just they stop at March twelfth. But they yeah. says you can go to WilliamShatnerTour.com to see all the dates and where he's playing. And- Pro- probably, probably I-, I wouldn't want to go to New York during January and February, mm-hmm. especially Ticonderoga because it's cold and snowy. Right. So I don't blame him. I mean, he came. He was up here. I think it was like maybe two or three years ago in November. Like I think it was like two days. It was like the week before Thanksgiving, and he was doing something at the original series uh, set tour, mm-hmm. which is still. Hopefully, hopefully in June I'll be all set in June or July, and we can okay. uh, we can uh, take a uh, make take a road a trip. Up. Yeah, every road trip because it is. I, I'm telling you, John, it, it's unreal. It's it's like you're there on the set back in 1966. It's it's crazy. Oh yeah, I'm, it's I'm, absolutely crazy. So. I'm there. I'm doing it. I want to go. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm yeah. Like I said, we. You know, circumstances obviously prevented us from doing it last summer, but hey, yeah, this summer done. We're booking it. We're Boom. getting, we're getting <laughs> it to happen. So, Heck yeah, man. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm, I may already be looking at flights. You know, trying to figure out mm-hmm. when's going to be a good time to get up here and come yeah, visit. exactly. So, um, and so we can do that. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. So, but you know, that's uh, Shatner has always been a, you know, a. I guess you would call uh, a lightning rod, you know, for for um, Star Trek. People always have their opinions, but at the end of the day, you know, he's that guy. I think that you know he's the original. He's the guy yeah. that kind of set everything forward mm-hmm. and and move things around so that you are like, okay, cool. You know, this is the standard we're setting, and I like. I mean. He seems like a genuine good guy, and especially uh, you know everybody when they get older, they have regrets for things they do. Yeah, obviously. And, and if you're gonna, if you're, if someone wants to make amends, let them move forward, mm-hmm. move on, and and also, yeah, it, it's one of those things. But you know, speaking of moving on, uh, Zachary Quinto says Star Trek Four doesn't feel real, 
but he's ready to play Spock. When oh, JJ come on, man. Spock. Don't say that. Come on. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm like dying for Star Trek 4. Yeah. Well, no. And it says it's been a couple of months since Paramount Pictures removed the Star Trek 4 project from their 2023 schedule. And so um, it's, Jeez. it's you know. Oh, come on. Don't yeah. Do this. As of right now, it was removed from the Christmas 2023 slot. And you know, well, hold on, wait a minute. They want to release in Christmas 2023. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. That was the thing in February of this this year. They announced that Abrams and the cast would get together for a fourth movie. Yeah. Um. He was first to ra- Quinto was the first to raise questions about the project being able to meet the announced timetable to start shooting. There's you know, no this way. Year. No. If, if if they want to meet that timetable, they had to start shooting. Yeah. And like in February. Yeah, and see because Matt, the Matt Matt Shake Shakeman, who was the director, he's left the project, and so that's when they've removed it from the slot. JJ is not directing it. He was going to be the producer. Oh, the producer. Yeah, and didn't he write the script? Or JJ wrote, wrote the script, didn't he too? Uh, I think he had some hand in helping okay. write the script, but yeah. not, you know. Um, but in October, overview with Forge Quinto reiterated how he and the rest of the cast are ready to do it. Yeah. But now he's not sure. Um, he trusts that a lot's happening, but as far as they know, they're not. You know, there's got. I mean, I mean, there's. I mean, there's just there's just so much that goes into making this movie. It goes into the, the yeah, the wardrobe, the music. You know, it, it's. Tell you the really this this project should have got started at least two years ago. Really, in all honesty. Because to do something to do a project like that, it's so big. And then, on top of it, are you are you going to bring back the old uniforms, like what, mm-hmm. what like you wore in Star Trek Three? Are you going to do a whole new redesign where you don't have to you you don't have to like you know lead on to this is original Star Trek, but it's not because of copyright law, since now Paramount owns everything now. So, I, I mean, I don't, God, I. I I hope it still goes on because the Kelvin timeline, a lot of people, you know, they're, they slept on beyond and now beyond is becoming a great movie and they want Star Trek four to come out. Look at the popularity of Star Trek on, on Paramount plus with strange new worlds, discovery, lower decks, hell, even, even prodigy. A lot of people are getting into prodigy. Mm-hmm. So, so you can't so you can't tell me that now it's time to strike when when the iron's hot. It's, it's especially when you have the entire cast that they, they want to come back and they want to do it. And you know, where you're not offering, you're not throwing them oodles of money to try to, you know, to get them to come back. They want to do it. Yeah. So it's like, guys, come on, let's do this. You know, let's yeah. you know, let's get this going because this could be a big moneymaker for you. Yeah. Especially with all the goodwill you've garnered with Discovery and Picard and Lower yeah. Decks and all the, I mean, and Strange New Worlds. I mean, you've garnered a lot of just goodwill yeah. and you're you're wasting it by not doing something like that. But, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where you have to wonder, you know, because of the way they ended three, yes, it's open-ended a little bit, the five-year mission, et cetera, et cetera. But how do you move forward? You know, like, mm-hmm. what is it? Is it going to be a one-off? Is it going to be start of another trilogy? Like, how are you, you know, like, what's, what's, you know, really the long-term plan? Well, this I mean, yeah, I know? mean, I mean, that's it. It's like, you look at other movie franchises, you look at 
when when they did Back to the Future. They had they, they said this this is going to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. They have they did they did part one. They did part two, which you know, hot take. I think I, I think part two is the best movie out of all out of mm-hmm. all three. Agreed. And then and then Back to the Future Part Three, which Part Three was another Part Three was a great movie too. I, I thought was. Part Three was I enjoyed it. Yeah. The, the, the entire trilogy, you know, you could you could put him up the entire trilogy against any trilogy of other movies, and it would crush him. Yeah. But you know, they they need to have a plan going forward, and what's better than Star Trek? More Star Trek. So get these guys signed to like to do need like two or three movies. Because then, because then, guess what? Because then you can just change the cast up. Because then that'll lead to that'll lead to fans saying, "Oh, who's going to be the new Kirk? Oh, who's going to be the new Spock? Oh, what's going right. to happen? You know what's?" So you know, it was sort of like on Strange New Worlds when he announced Wesley as as Kirk, which I thought James Wesley did a great job as Kirk. Yeah, you know, I, I liked the way Wesley did it. Yeah. So agreed. You know, to me, it's like you know, let's you know, let's do this. You know, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's, it's just, it's sad because you've garnered all this and then you, you let it go. And I think exactly this yeah, leads it's... kind of into our next story, which is the same thing. Uh, Star Trek mission Seattle, which is to be repop's second official Star Trek convention in the USA after taking over the official license has been canceled. So no Seattle 2023. So let me guess. Day. Yeah. Let me guess because of COVID, correct? Um, uh, let's see. I'm reading the article, and um, they haven't had any. So, at the last day of Chicago, Star Trek Mission Chicago, they announced their next mission was going to be Seattle, uh, which you and I talked about and said it was yeah, West it. Coast, you know, getting people in Vancouver, Canada, all yeah. that. Uh, but since that announcement, they had many official updates. And then here is was it says, after careful consideration, unfortunately, the decision has been made not to move forward with Star Trek Mission Seattle event in 2023. We are working on new ways to bring our favorite Star Trek fans the optimum experience, and we look forward to celebrating together again in the future. So a very vague, generic, yeah. um, no, we're not doing it. We don't, they don't say why. They just say they're not moving forward. Mm-hmm. Could it be, I mean, Seattle's still in turmoil, you know, downtown. Yeah, you know, there's There's a lot going on in Seattle that's not COVID-based. It's just, you know, the stuff that's going on. Maybe they just realized, oop, that was a bad idea. And didn't, I, didn't I say that Seattle really wasn't a good oh, landing yeah. spot for them? No. I mean, Out of all. It's, it's, a, I, it's a good place if you're trying to get that BC, Canada, you know, that whole area yeah. in the Northwest. Yeah I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get the idea of it, but, you know, that city's still in a lot of turmoil. I mean, mm-hmm. and so it's one of those things where you have to wonder if that was a decision made. But... Trek movie has confirmed that Reed Pop, because uh, that's where I'm reading this article from, it continues to hold the license for Star Trek conventions in the USA, and they will share more information on future events when available. And there's no indication, though, of where the next Star Trek convention will be held. But Reed Pop hasn't started selling tickets for the event, so there's no need to issue refunds. However, fans who book travel for the weekend will have to deal with those cancellations. They're screwed. Yeah. They're screwed. This is going to kill I mean, you. You know, I mean, I mean, gonna, I mean, this, yeah. You're going to lose the official license if you're for doing Yeah. It. You really are. You know, I mean, I mean, you can't do that. You can't say we're going to do something. People are going to get tickets and, then, yeah. and, and make plans. Because, you know, people have already made plans. And then now they're screwed yeah, on that aspect. Yeah. 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 So, so as of right now, um, so follows the, uh, this announcement follows the news that this year's Destination Star Trek event in London will be the final con for massive events. We'll have the official license for Star Trek conventions in Europe. And as of now, Star Trek The Cruise 4 selling to Mexico out of Port of Los Angeles 
next February is the only official licensed Star Trek event for 2023. So Star Trek The Cruise. The Cruise out of Mexico in February um, of 2023. Uh, creation events, who's, entertainment. Um, who's, oh. um, who's, uh, what's the cruise company? Uh, here, let me check it. They don't say, so I'm going to click the link here real quick. Uh, uh, Royal Caribbean Navigator okay. of the Seas. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a good one. But then um, right now, you're some people are like, well, what about the 57-year mission in Vegas with mm-hmm. Creation Entertainment? Well, that's still going on, but it's not an officially licensed okay. um, thing. So it's it's an unofficial Star Trek focus convention with a number of Trek celebrities already lined up. The same is yeah. true for the annual FedCon in Bonn, Germany. The next mm-hmm. event set to last the weekend of May 23rd, which the 57-year mission, I think we talked about, that's in August. Yeah, We talked about it last year. Um, how it seemed like a very cool convention and big. And yeah, Vegas. yeah. You know, it's going to be I expensive. Mean, mm-hmm. It's expensive in, in Vegas. Vegas is always expensive, man. You know, but um, <laughs> you know, super cool. Yeah, yeah. To, to go check out. So, uh, you know, so Triple D, hearing that, how does that make you feel? That man, this they've lost this thing. We only have one official, and it's a cruise. Um. What what are your thoughts, man? I'm, I'm telling you, man. Those two, uh, those two non-licensed uh, conventions, they're gonna make a lot. They're gonna make a lot of money because these people that put their money down to go to was it the uh, Gem Pop one or whatever it was. What's what's the name of that company again? Uh, Repop. Repop. They put the money towards the Repop to go to the official licensed convention. They're gonna demand a refund. They're gonna demand refunds. They're gonna get the refunds, and they're gonna go. They're gonna to try to try to work their way to get on the cruise, try to get to Vegas, and they're gonna those those conventions are gonna make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But also too, you you inadvertently and pardon my language. First time I'm gonna swear. We're going on how many minutes now? Uh, let's see where are we at. Twenty nine minutes. Twenty nine minutes. So pardon my language, but you basically shit in the face of all the Star Trek fans by by canceling this. You should have. Known- I, I just want this to be known. This is obviously a different Demetrius. Yeah, Pardon my language. Pardon my yeah. language. Yeah. <laughs> you the, and it's in any <laughs> Like, this is not yeah. the same Demetrius. No, 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 it's not. I'm, I'm trying to be a little more mainstream, too. So. Oh. But, uh, but still, but I'm trying not to swear as much, even though I got you. No, I fine. do swear a lot still. Um, <laughs> but the thing about it, and you hold it in a city that I said. Previously on on the previous podcast when we talked about it, Seattle is an unstable city, man. Seattle, I mean, yeah, Seattle's a beautiful city, yes, and it was a beautiful city. And unfortunately, due to whatever policies you want to say, right or left, the city was ran into the ground. And you have Mm -hmm. basically it's a you know it's a shithole. It's a yeah, it's a cesspool. cesspool. It's a shithole. Basically, it's it's not good. So I can see, you know, I can see Repop saying, you know what, uh, we don't, people might get mugged. It might be a bad time. Plus two, you know, listen, you know, COVID hasn't gone away. COVID is still a thing, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's still there. The, the flu is still there. Sickness is still there, you know, but I mean, I don't know, you know, it, to to me, it's a bad look, and it's yeah. a really bad look for Star Trek because now you look at 
you know, it's it really well, is because yeah, yeah, it's paramount. You're looking at well, this makes our property looks bad. You yeah. have to wonder why did we give these guys the the license, you know, and what the hell? Like it it makes them look bad in all that process, and then in turn too, they then it, it goes. Well, fuck Star Trek, and it's, it's it's not their fault. It's this Reed Pop company. Yeah, you know, because nobody also, cares about yeah. the people who put it on. It's no. well, Star Trek canceled this invention, you know, convention, and they're yeah. gonna say Paramount, you know, and so that's that's the bigger thing. It damages the brand look. and Paramount it's a bad, bad look way more than it does Reed Pop. Yeah. You know, the nerds like us are gonna look at well, who's really responsible? Oh, Reed Pop canceled Reed it. Pop. Okay, yeah. you know. But most people, you know, are not going to look at that. They're going to go, "Well, fuck Paramount and Star Trek for doing that." You know, mm-hmm. when they're, you know, their Paramount is passing this out to third-party people to handle for them, mm-hmm. and they're dropping the ball. And we don't know why or how because, again, they don't tell us. They just say, "Due to circumstances, we're not yeah. going to move forward." By the way, by the way, can I say this is par for the course when it comes to officially licensed Star Trek stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm... this is par for the course. Unfortunately, yeah. you look what happened yeah. to Eagle Moss. Ugh, yeah. I mean, that's to to me. That was a that was an absolute just giant kick right in the pants that yeah. when Eagle Moss went out of business, and they were and they were the big official license licensee of all Star Trek stuff. Yeah, exactly. Had, a lot of, of, stuff of all the ships. Uh, well, the then, ships, okay, then let's talk the, about this. Let's the ships, about- the ships, and literature as well, because I got yeah. a couple hardcover comics. You know, that came with the ships the, and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's like this stuff is really good. Yeah, and, uh, hello. And it's an absolute yeah. Yeah, you got it. You got the C, yeah. You got the C. I got the C. I which which is awesome. I saved the D for the ladies. Um, no, there we go. <laughs> actually, you know what? Actually, you know what I got from Eagle Mouse too is I got I got two bond cars. I got you know, I got two bond cars. Oh, yeah, because I, I remember we talked about that. Yeah, I got the sub and I got the the Aston Martin uh nice. um Volange, or whatever it was from uh, the Living Daylights, and then I got two Enterprises. I got Enterprise A and the Enterprise from the Motion Picture, nice. and I'm like, I'm looking at the the models, like, man, these are really nice models. Yeah, they're great. Mind you, yeah, mind you, they're they're not they're never coming out of the package now since they went out of business. <laughs> I, I, I'm yeah, I'm exactly. Yeah, no, glad that I and I put a whole bunch of these on my birthday Christmas list, so we'll see yeah, this week exactly. what I got for my birthday, and then yeah. when Christmas rolls around. We'll see. But hey, let's talk about official license stuff. So XO6 announces the out of the world line of Star Trek Alien mm-hmm. 1.6 figures. So XO6, if you don't know, they have the very realistic looking, uh, great, really well done, um, you know, action figures. Mm-hmm. Um, highly articulated, 1.6 scale, beautifully done. You're paying a shit ton for them. Yeah, you're paying like, a lot of money for it. Was like what 199, I think we we saw, or was like yeah, but what, like the, that. what the what the heck was it? I was I was looking at stuff too. There were like like the re the 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 the, the Mego action figures ones, and not the original ones, but the ones that they like redid. Like, someone was asking like fifty sixty dollars for like an action yeah. figure. I was like, it's Mego. Yeah, it's shoddy. It's yeah. not even like. Yeah, but no, but 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 you are right. You know, it's right. those 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 XO sixes are just ridiculously They're incredibly well done. So like right yeah. now, and the cool. So if you go to XO 6s website to go look at it, they have them broken down by uh, the movie. So they have uh, it's sold out one seventy five. The the motion picture Admiral Kirk in his uniform. 
Really? Um, yeah, it's it's one that one sold out. that one sold out. The motion picture one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So and then here's Voyager. Score for the motion picture, baby. Tuvok immediate purchase one ninety eight. Uh, Commander Chicote non refundable pre order deposit. Non refundable. Um, there you go. Non refundable. It's it's twenty dollars, but it's a hundred seventy five dollars plus shipping. Um, oh non refundable pre order for seven of nine. Uh, it's two twenty. Plus shipping with another two with the twenty dollar down payment. Uh, immediate purchase. Uh, the doctor emergency hologram. Um, one hundred seventy five. These are not cheap. These are not toys. These no, are they're not, not toys. No, no. You know, um, <laughs> you do not give those to your five or six year old kid to play with. No, no. These are meant to be displayed in the box things. But XO six nine Atlas were collectible figures, and this line is going to be Commander Shran. Quark oh. and Commander Cruz. So, Ooh. uh, yeah, and of course, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. One six scale museum grade collectible figures. How yeah. they're listing this, and yeah. Um, so, how do you how, how do you spell XO six again? Uh, it's like uh, so. Their website is exo six dot com. Exo six dot com because that's right. one because. You know, because I always want. Oh my God! Yeah, is that this, is that this? No, are these really the figures? Yes. Oh my God! Yeah, no, right? I mean, John, these are crazy, John. Yeah, I, yeah, J- John, these are nuts. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the Animal Kirk one that sold out. Yeah. Oh my Lord. Yeah, I can see, I can see. Holy moly! They got the they got the mirror ones here, which are mirror Sulu. My God! Wow, this these are really good, John. I know, right here. I'm just gonna so show everybody. Let let me just share the page because I'm on. Yeah, because right I now. mean, yeah, because we got. Uh, let me see. Let's uh, share screen. Let's go to XO6 and share. All right, so we're on the page here, right? Let's mm-hmm. say, okay, let for the shits and giggles, past and sold out figures. Let me let me show you these. So okay. there's the Admiral Kirk right there. This mm-hmm. is the data commander data. The commander data that looks really good. The, yeah. the one that got me was like the Spock one, like from from like when he was in the black robe. Yeah, oh, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the Mirrorverse ones, the Mirror Universe ones are great. The Sulu and Spock look amazing. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, that was uh, the yeah the black. Where would where would um I, like the black robe Spock? I don't know where that would be because I thought it would be in the motion picture. No, but go, they don't have it. A... Go up, go up. It was like the click okay. on the click on the first circle. Oh, the first circle. Okay. Yeah. The Q one. That oh, one, that one right oh, there. Oh, motion picture. Oh, look at that. Soon. Look, I yeah. mean it, that's like that's like that's that's the 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 realistic it's it's on it's unbelievable. Yes. John. Like you you are paying like the things you are paying for this thing is quality, like first contact, non-refundable deposit, the captain's chair. Everything is non-refundable. Because it's pre-order. You know, the captain's chair? The captain's chair, dude. Good lord, man. So these are all the pre-orders coming right now. So they have a Locutus. They have due to uh final amount due 245 for Locutus. 
175 for Chicote. Shran, 215. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Jonathan Archer, 205. 220 for 709 because I'm assuming you could take the suit off. I don't know. Oh, probably. Um, That's probably what everyone's going to be. Well, actually, oh, was. my God. Oh, my God. Captain Benjamin Cisco. I, I saw Cisco. Look at that beautiful bald thing. Cisco with the goatee because you know when he was bald. You know. Yeah. And he's got the vest and the oh jacket and the. No, no. Click on, click on the next picture because it's from one of our favorite D Space Nine. Oh my God! Yes. Oh goodness gracious me! Oh my my. Oh my Lord, this thing! Oh my God! Oh my God! And they have everything right there. They have the glass. I mean, John. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, really. In all honesty, even everything, even it comes with all of it. Yeah. All of that. Even if here's like even if even if you are not a Star Trek fan, if you're just a collector of memorabilia and stuff and of action figures, I mean you can't beat this. I mean, this is no. unbelievable. It is, but hey, uh, it's... this better not show up at my fucking house randomly. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Motherfucker, I will. I will cut a motherfucker. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Did, you, yeah, yeah. did your birthday present come in? Good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, no. That better not show up. But, like, this is what, I mean, yeah. So, one, so, I, uh, oh, this is How just, much is it? I mean, like. So, this is 180 because it doesn't have the extra stuff. So, wait, wait. Yeah, it does. It still has, it still has extra stuff. It's still, it, it has the hands. It doesn't have the cups. You know, it doesn't have the change of jackets. Oh, it doesn't okay. have the the glass, you know, so. But how, is, how much was that one? That one was what two eighty. This is one eighty for the Cisco. This is the essentials version. Essential the, version. The other one is deluxe version Cisco. Yeah. The, the Cadillac version Cisco. Yes, it's, it's Benjamin Cisco SX standard two. version is what they're calling it. So um, yeah, that's two fifteen. Yeah, it's two fifteen for that. Um, uh, let's see. Now I'm gonna find a little. I don't know why they have two locutuses. They they seem the same. So uh, I just thought it was a double order. But oh oh, for Australia delivery is what. It's oh saying. Australian delivery. Okay. Okay. But yeah. So these are all the pre-orders right now. Oh, Lord man. Um. But XO6 makes some beautiful stuff. Um. Here, let me go ahead and we'll stop sharing at this point now. Um. Wow. And, that's. Uh, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. It's crazy, but you're paying oh. for it, and I'm telling yeah. you, do not let your kids play for that. Uh, so there are pre-order right now. Um, pre-orders for the Strand figure. Um, their their estimated delivery date between March and April. Pre-orders for the figure that were uh, for the Strand figure were closed on November seventeenth, but the figure is still available for pre-order on at Entertainment Earth and other retail partners. Mm-hmm. But so if you go to XO Six, you might not be able to get Strand. But they're saying Entertainment Earth and other retailers might have it. That's so, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's unreal. See, hey, Star Trek, do this, but then find a partner that can do that to where I'm not spending two hundred and thirty yeah, bucks exactly. plus shipping. I, that I mean, doesn't include shipping. Yeah, I mean that's I mean I mean that's crazy. It's well, here's here's my thing too. Is I love Legos and I've built a lot of Legos and. Mm-hmm. I have the Mega Blocks Enterprise, which is it's ungodly huge and it's just awesome. Right. But you know, it's can we get a license? Can 
somehow Paramount wedged its way into to, to, to Lego to try to get Lego Star Trek along with Lego Star Wars? Right. Or does Star Wars have just an exclusive thing that you can only that's the only sci-fi they can do is with well no, actually no, because no, because they did Back to the Future. Back to the Future is sci-fi. Uh well, so the, I I've got a Back to the Future Lego. You know, I've got the DeLorean. Here, mm-hmm. let me go grab it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but yeah. this was an unofficial one that we found that someone did. It had all the Lego okay books and everything. Yeah, but yeah. it was like through a French designer who you know built all this and, yeah. and made it. Well, so, I'll, I'll, I'll say this: there's an actual like Lego branded Back to the Future DeLorean, which is about this big, which I which I have. Hmm. In my dining room, which is like a Lego room, and it might be the technic, which is the more technical stuff. It's not, no, it's not, no, it's like, no, no, it was a Lego, um, expert. Okay, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't technic. The the, the technic ones I done are are the McLaren F1, which I wanted to rip my hair out building that. Um, the the Land Rover Defender, which still want to rip my hair out after after building that, uh, and then. After that was it, but I mean, they they got the Ghostbusters car, which I just built. Ecto One from Afterlife. Mm. They've got the Back to the Future car, which I just built. Mm. So I like the Expert series too because it's not quite yeah. the Technic, but yeah. it's still it's still Legos, but it still looks good. The cars, yeah, and the stuff yeah, are, the cars look good. Like, and yeah. I did. Uh, I just I built the Atari and I built the the, the uh, nice Nintendo, which are really nice. But could you just imagine, like? A Lego branded Enterprise, Enterprise A, the original Enterprise, um, the Defiant, the amount of ships that Lego could use to build oh and could God. sell. I mean, they could make a lot of money doing that. So I They're don't know. Doing if it with they, Star Wars, I mean, Jesus, and Star Trek probably has triple the amount of things. I think do. Star Trek has a lot more ships than Star Wars, personally. Yeah. So, yeah. and then could you imagine like the playsets they could build, like the bridge of the Enterprise, the bridge mm-hmm. of the Defiant, um, Ryza. SETI Alpha 5 from like you could this. Do all kinds I mean, of stuff, yeah, man. I mean, you could do so much. Yeah. So, you know, this is a, I, I mean, I, ooh, I don't know. Ooh, imagine the Earth like space dock. Oh, yes. Yes. Space dock. Space dock. Build space dock. Yeah. Yeah. That'd I mean, be there's awesome. a, there's, there, there's a company called Histobrick and Histobrick, they basically have Lego ships. So, like, mm. like old ships, like you can build like, you know, like they have the, the Queen Mary, which I built. You have the SS United States. So, and they're real Lego components. Right. So, we have so, something like that with the Missouri. We built the USS Missouri. Oh, yeah, the USS Missouri. Yeah, yeah. We have something like that. Jacob and I did that because we went and did the Missouri. Um, how long ago was that? I was still married. So, it had okay. to been at least a few years ago because my mom and dad said, hey, we're going to Thanksgiving in Hawaii. And I was like, okay, y'all have fun. And I thought they were telling us like they're going to Hawaii for Thanksgiving, so figure no, it out. You were going to Hawaii too. Yeah, it ended up being there. Paying, yeah, all of us. And so my birthday again was a Tuesday, so my birthday was like yesterday. So mm-hmm. I tell everybody, they ask, "What's your favorite birthday gift?" That was it. My mom planned for us to go Pearl Harbor and mm-hmm. USS Missouri yeah, on my fun. birthday. So my mom, because my mom's a badass and super cool, and mm-hmm. so uh, so we got to go to the Punch Bowl ahead of time and checked out. Waikiki and we checked out some of the stuff down there and then we got to go to Pearl Harbor and then got to go to Missouri and so 
Um, so after that, we're like, oh, that's super cool. And so, uh, oh, by the way, I'm calling my ex-wife now Chaos Hurricane. Um, <laughs> um, so, oh, man, that's, yeah, that's it's, a good it's, one. It's Chaos very appropriate. Hurricane. Yeah, so. Um, Extremely appropriate. Yeah, so. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, there's, there's a whole stuff we were going to do. But she got that for us. Um, and we built it. It's super cool. It's in the house right now. I've got it up nice. on one of my shelves. I got on my my bookshelf that has all the Star Trek books and all the <laughs> other stuff, all of our other graphic novels and things that nice, we put together. Nice. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, there's lots of places that do that, but they just need to find a company, even if it's that Creo, you know, that does. They'll do like they had the Halo stuff for a while. Okay, and it was like Legos, but. I think Korean based or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And and they did some good stuff. So you know, they need to get their shit together. Honestly, yeah. How, but how many times have we said this? Their their stuff is all over the place. I mean, let's let's talk about the next branded thing that we're going to talk about. Oh, here we um, go. <laughs> so Star Trek spirits have launched. Yes. the Romulan ale whiskey and vodka. Yes, yes, which I have ordered, pre-ordered. Which you have ordered. I, have, I pre-ordered. I don't plan on drinking it. It's going to stay. Bottled up because um, stuff like that I don't drink. Yeah, well, so mm-hmm. and besides, I don't, I don't. Besides, I don't drink at home. I only drink when I go out. So yeah. I, so that's yeah. that's it. So you've got a Romulan ale vodka and a Romulan uh, ale rye whiskey, um, and those are available at Star Trek Spirits because this is also the place where you can get your Chateau Picard, yeah. your, your other Federation blends and and things like that. Um, and so it says here, the rye whiskey is priced at $85 each bottle. The vodka is priced at 75 and there's a two pack available for which I got, which I got, I got, I got, I got, got the two pack. Okay. Oh, you should have waited for additional 5% off. Use the code Trek movie five <laughs> and you could have saved 5%. From I know. Jeez. That would have covered what shipping or tax. Maybe that would have covered maybe half the tax. Five percent off. It was like that's a really five percent. What the hell? Uh, you know, it's, it's still, still a little bit off though. It doesn't matter. It's a little bit yeah, off the final cost. It's not. It's not complete. So yeah, but okay. So uh, so you're getting it. Um, uh, you would you have you read what they say the notes are for each one of these things? Yeah, um, they talk about oh, this is the finest. I was like, okay, guys, listen. If I'm going to drink vodka, if I'm going to drink whiskey, I mean, yeah, it's 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 cool that it's blue, but if I'm going to drink whiskey, it's going to be Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be Crown Royal. <laughs> if I drink vodka, it's going to be Tito's, <laughs> Tito's or, or a Belvedere. So, I, you know, it's like I'm really not going to drink. I just bought it because it's shaped like the Romulan ale. It's got the color yeah. of it. You know, it's that's that's what it's there for. It's not there exactly. to drink. So exactly, exactly. But you know, hey, it's fun. But then you got this kind of stuff where it's Star Trek spirits, and there's a whole website for it and everything. Um, but yeah, wish, it, wish they delivered to New York, which I am shocked. Yeah, shocked. Yeah, and but there were certain things I think when we were looking at it. Some of the things they wouldn't deliver to Texas, and I was like, "What?" I mean, yeah, it's crazy. That seems yeah. backwards, but you know, um, you got that license aspect. But then uh, let's talk about this. So I don't know if you know. I love Adam Savage. Adam Savage. Yes, I, I have been noticing his stuff on YouTube. Where I just saw where they did the auction of of uh, uh, the Picard um, uniforms. 
Yeah. And also too, they did the model. I think all the Enterprise C from yesterday's Enterprise we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So it. so yes, if you if you go watch on on and so that's where we're going next is like um, he talks about uh, on his tested channel on YouTube. He posted a thirty-six minute video where you're looking at the original Enterprise model uh, that's in the inside the conservation lab at the Smithsonian, um, and and so they showed the original TV series model, and and they talk about it and that it's not myth and that what it was doing, um, and then it's going to be able to view at the Boeing milestones uh, of flight hall, um, and then which I which which I have been to, which is awesome, right? So then. So the original Enterprise is no myth, but then they're saying, um, and then a couple weeks ago, Adam Savage in London for uh, a prop store auction, and the first Ambassador-class ship was the Enterprise C, and uh, from yesterday's Enterprise, the models going up for auction um, was, uh, they thought was originally identified as a C, which sold for, uh, at auction at CBS for $48,000. However, that's Yes, that sold for forty. The the Enterprise C model sold for forty eight thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Holy moly, man! That's a lot of money, man. Right, but here is the thing. However, as covered in the following video, it was later revealed the original model C, uh, Enterprise C model, showed too much battle damage from yesterday's Enterprise, so a different model was used in later episodes as the USS Yamaguchi and uh. USS Excalibur even though the shipping crate from CBS still had Enterprise C on it. So it wasn't... It wasn't the original Enterprise C. Yes. But, so, I mean, it's it, it's still a model used from the show. Right. It was an ambassador class used from the show. It was an ambassador which, class, yeah. They didn't use many of... They didn't... So, as you said, there was only a Yamaguchi and Excalibur. Yeah. And they were, and they were very released. But they were sold that it was the Enterprise C. And so... Uh, Somebody so got their it, money back. So, uh, oh, okay. So, listen to this. So, a USS Yamaguchi and Excalibur light up model miniature from sci fi series Star Trek Next Generation. This miniature of the Ambassador class starship was built to serve as two Federation ships, including the USS Excalibur in the season five episode Redemption 2 and the USS Yamaguchi, which appeared in the first episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. The saucer top is currently marked as USS Yamaguchi NCC. 26510 and the rear of the model is marked Excalibur. So the model is the same as designs the Enterprise C and was made in the same molds as the Enterprise C, but was ultimately not used as an Enterprise. And so basically they originally had listed it as that um, mm -hmm. when it sold in auction for CBS at for you know in 2006 and 48. This prop store that has it realizing it's not the original, so they're up front saying hey, it's not the C, but it's the same design. Um, it says the model sold for um, 68,750 pounds, which is $81,733. So, they sold them all for $81,000? When it, when it sold originally for forty eight, when they thought it was the Enterprise C. So <laughs> that so, goes, that, but you know what? That goes to show you how popular Star Trek has, has really is become. Yeah. And it's amazing to see the model differences. Like you look at the original Star Trek model that Adam Savage is standing next to, and that thing is huge and what they mm -hmm. used it for. And then you look at the model for the C and how small it is. But they made it look big and how the the you know they made it, it lights up and everything. They 
they did the same thing in like Back to the Future, like the yeah, that made the model DeLorean for a lot of those scenes, especially like the train scenes and stuff. It's crazy how how detailed a lot of those models are, and a lot of those models, especially this what what Savage saying of the Yamaguchi, they threw those models together quick. It wasn't like mm-hmm. they had time to do, no, they slapped it on there quick because they had a deadline. And still, the amount of detail that was in that model, unreal, absolutely unreal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then to kind of continue it, where you, like you talked about with the props, um, the prop store in California, they were online. There was an online auction. There were over three hundred pieces from the first two seasons of Picard on the auction block. Mm-hmm. Um, they show the the rifles, the pop, the pistols, the com badges, um, Starfleet uniforms. Um, uh, and it says there are a number of Starfleet uniforms up for auction which don't come with their own badge. Since mm-hmm. background costumes usually worn with cheaper resin badges, Prop Store worked with the Picard team to create a new metal badge replica from the original molds to go on with the costumes being sold. So, um, Prop Store, uh, the model basically worked with paramount uh-huh. to create replicas so that That's if you crazy. got one of these things you could get a badge for because you're paying money that's part of the Starfleet iconic you know look you gotta it. get a badge you, you gotta have a badge for them. and Come so on. they they didn't have it so Propster says no fuck this they knew it was going to make them more money so Obviously, we're putting a yeah. badge with this but like uh if you haven't seen it go to adam uh savages um YouTube channel tested mm-hmm. and go watch these videos. It's amazing to see the things that he got to put his hands on yeah. and and look at and check out. Um, and he's a big Star Trek guy, so um, yeah, he's just, a huge Star Trek guy. He he's is. a big Star Wars guy too. I mean, you know, he helped build some of the stuff for um, the first one, uh, Phantom. Also, Myth, also you too, know. you know, also I found too was a big Star Trek fan too, which I was shocked. It's um, I just started watching it. It's actually it's 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 a car channel. So for all the for all the gearheads. Out there, it's uh, you you might have heard of it. Hoovy's Garage. He does. Oh, uh, I love Hoovy's Garage. Yeah, Hoovy's Garage. Yeah, he's yeah. a big Star Trek guy. Him ooh. and the Auto Wizard too. Oh, ooh, maybe we should uh, reach out. Yeah, I mean, so mm. you know, yeah. So, but okay. yeah, because he was doing a review on he bought a Maybach sixty two. I saw that one. Ninety percent off of it, and I was gonna sit back here and watch Star Trek. But yeah, it, it was like the Enterprise incident that he was watching. Too, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I saw that. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, maybe. I'd be like, hey, I'd be like, hey, Hoovy, I, I hear you buy really crappy cars. You want to buy an old one? Uh, you you want to buy a car that doesn't run properly? <laughs> and talk Star Trek at the same time? I mean, I've got a couple of cars like that that I don't. Do you, yeah. yeah, you can sell them on the cars, and then then hey, yeah, yeah then while you're buying the car, why don't you just come on the show? And, yeah, uh, I'll tell you that that um. The one car, yeah, for car track with the Ferraris, the uh, the four fifty five he bought, they, they, he got from I think he got from like Saudi or he got like from the Middle East. That was a beautiful car, yeah. And he paid like, like I don't know how these guys need to get these cars like cheap, man. Like they get like he, I think he paid sixty grand for that for that Ferrari. It's a Ferrari four fifty five with a V twelve and a and a six speed manual transmission. He goes on like these these places, man. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. like I, I've I, I've been looking like an auto tempest because that's where they go. I'm just like I'm just like, 
but but once again, you're talking these are like one, two year old series, maybe even three year old series at the time they mm-hmm. actually get them out there. So the the car the, the car market changes. The same thing with like props. I mean, look at who to think that you know something that is in the Enterprise C sold for eighty one thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And that's not even. Could you imagine if they were selling a prop of the Enterprise D? What 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 that would have went for? That yeah. It's at least crazy. two or two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. At least that. So it, it's just it's crazy. I uh, I don't know where people are getting all this money from. Mm. <laughs> but, but hey, you know, God bless them. You know, if they want to spend their money on props like that, hey, more power to them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I agree wholeheartedly. So let's talk our our last news story of the day. So we're going to see which Star Trek episodes Paramount Plus picked for their new holiday collection. So, um, what? yes. So, what? What? yeah. I didn't know Star Trek didn't do any Christmas stuff. Uh, they kind of did a little bit. Paramount adds some Trek to their holiday cheer. The 2022 Paramount Plus holiday collection includes brand new themed holiday movies like Snow Day, special episodes from newer shows like Ghosts, and more, including a Mariah Carey. Snow Day? Yeah, yeah. Um, heard snow day. Yeah, it's a brand new one. But then they also have uh, stuff from the library, like the Voice of Christmas from the Brady Bunch, Christmas Cheers from Cheers, okay. Guess Who's Coming to Christmas from Happy Days. Um, <laughs> and it has three less obvious Christmas-related episodes for the Final Frontier. Um, the first one, all right, you're going to like this, Dagger the Mind, TOS Episode 1, uh, Season 1, Episode 10. Uh one of the episodes selected for the first season, Sagger of the Mind, contains the first reference to Christmas in the franchise and aired in 1966. The main plot deals with the visit to the Tantalus penal colony where Captain Kirk beams down, and he's reminded by Dr. Helen Noel that they recently met at a Christmas science lab Christmas party, setting this episode shortly after Christmas of 2020, 2266. And of course, hmm. Noel is another name for Christmas. Okay. Um, so then the next one, Devil's Do, TNG, Season 4, Episode 13. Second episode in Paramount Plus' Christmas classic collection, Devil's Do, from the fourth season of Star Trek Next Generation, which first aired in 1991. The episode dealing with an imposter posing as an alien mythological figure yeah. begins on the holodeck with Data performing a scene from Charles Dickens' classic A Christmas Character. Captain Picard watches as Data plays Ebenezer Scrooge being visited by the ghost of Jacob Marley. So okay. there's that. There's the next tie-in. All and right, you know, but, I mean, but that's so paper thin. Uh, dude, I know they're stretching. Oh, it's so circle. They really, they really are stretching there. And then this is the this is the third one. Uh, Tapestry, TNG, Season 6, Episode 15. Last up for the TNG episode that evokes the themes of Christmas Carol with Q visiting Picard in sort of an afterlife during an emergency surgery. To replace his artificial heart. Oh come on! There's, yes. So the come Q's a chance oh to visit his key moment has passed. Dude, like I'm Christmas. throwing the flag. Yeah. It's You know. Yeah. Personal foul, 15 yard penalty. Yes. You know. And and <laughs> this is third down. Yeah. So oh, that's get this. this is awful. So yeah. So so Trek says based on these kind of connections, there are a handful of other episodes which could have made it into the Paramount Plus Holiday Collection, like Voyager episode. Eleven fifty nine, which was set in the days after Christmas two thousand, and in the Voyager episode Death Wish, Quinn turned the U.S. Voyager into a Christmas ornament, 
In Deep Space Nine episode, our man Bashir Julian played a secret agent in the James Bond type program, and he mentioned giving Agent Anastasia Komanov oh. a set of exploding earrings for Christmas. Perhaps okay. the most overt Christmas moment in the franchise was uh, John Luke Picard in the Nexus having family opening presents on Christmas. Yeah, However, that, that was the that was that was that was in the movie. Yes, but it was but they're doing movies and all that in this thing, but that. Apparently, that was in the 1994 material Generations, which is the time being only available on HBO Max. So, yeah. That is... That was... That was... Bro, that was... <laughs> that was awful. That was... And then we're wondering why they can't There's get no their foul, toy franchise. 15 you know. yards. Yeah, you're... You're you're stretching Christmas holiday Christmas stuff. Oh, because he mentioned he gave her Christmas earrings. You, so you call that a Christmas? Okay. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. It's, 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 it's Star Trek is not about the Star Trek is about space and exploration and yeah and just challenging you know whatever norms society has and giving like a social commentary on that's what Star Trek is. Star Trek is not about Christmas. We met, we met the science. We met at the science station Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, like, the yeah, so that's, so that's the whole Christmas episode. Well, yeah, and and oh, hey, uh, Data is. Are you serious, Scrooge. bro? <laughs> Data is playing Scrooge in this episode. So hey, there we go. There's another Christmas. Oh, Picard has heart surgery, and Q visit him. Kind of like, really, it was more like, uh, what's the? It's the movie I hate with the bell gets his wings. With um, oh. Um... You know, it's not a Christmas movie. Um, the guy wants to kill himself. And then it's a angel. wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. It's not a Christmas movie. No, it's not. Um, even, though like they all played, even though they played during Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie either. Whoa, um, whoa. Easy, man. Easy. No. That's a hot take, John. You got to be careful. We'll, we'll get all no, the haters. No, it is. it is a movie that is at Christmas. I will even say this. I will even say this. Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. It is a whoa, movie that is. Whoa, I, whoa, whoa. I feel attacked. I feel attacked after that. Think about it. Could you do those movies outside of Christmas? Yes. Yes, you could. You could, but. Yes, you could. But I think, I think Home Alone is a Christmas movie. Okay, explain why. Because, it, thesis, because, it, because it takes place during Christmas. And <laughs> you just didn't answer hold, my question. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. And, what, and what's the meaning of Christmas? family and everything else and weapons at the end he gets his family back and to me that's that to, if you, you want to say that's more of a christmas movie than freaking die hard is okay okay i will give you that it is more of a christmas movie than die Thank hard you. i will give you that but i would say it's still a a movie that is at christmas not necessarily a christmas movie but it's listen, a stronger christmas movie than die hard so listen it's time we bring we listen we gotta get the ogs out frosty rudolph Okay, OG Christmas movies. Can we stick to OG Christmas movies, please? Okay, and not yeah. bring... <laughs> can yeah. we just stick to the OG stuff? Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, Christmas Vacation yeah. is a Christmas movie. You yeah. know, Elf is yeah. a Christmas movie. Yeah, but the the other ones, uh, I'm I'm uh, those uh, Star Trek episodes. That was that, that that's wow. That's that is so... that's bad. And exactly, and you wonder why they can't get licensing. Yes, because so, you. 
So we're gonna end on that uh, one. Thank you. Oh, we, that was, so there you have that now, was an absolute dumpster fire of a, of a news story. Is well, Good you Lord. now have sufficient things to argue with at the Christmas uh, or at the Thanksgiving table tomorrow. Talk about, amongst yourselves <laughs> at the Thanksgiving table and, <laughs> and start it. fights about that's not a Christmas episode like, at all. Like, yeah. like Damn, damn, those Academy guys. Okay, guys, yeah. all fired up yeah. for Thanksgiving so, dinner table. But, you know, uh, but it is time. We're now an hour seven in. We've done our news. We've done everything else. We're sufficiently warmed up. Let's talk our main point today. So, James, black alert right now. Go. All right. So, black alert time, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking Lower deck season Three yes. has finished. Um, if you have not seen this yet, what's wrong with you? This was well, even I'm, better. I'm, I'm sorry, I was away for most of the time when it came but out. You, okay? you watched it already. You've already watched it. So yeah, when I first got home, that was the first thing I did. Yeah, Lord X. <laughs> yes, and I mean, and again, 30 minutes, so you could bang this sucker out real quick. And yeah. this, this was the best season yet. Like they have. Done. It was good. It oh, was really good. It was done again, so well. Like the the funny things they do with the callbacks and the Easter eggs and oh, everything. Yeah. It's so Big time. like the Big whole time. <laughs> the whole like essentially um search for Spock bit they do in yes. the first episode. Yes, yes. Oh my god. And like Cisco's kitchen and the, the <laughs> hot sauces and you know, uh, catch yourself white hot, you know. Uh, catch yourself why not yeah. hot you know, so yeah hot I, gotta, I, gotta I mean gee and then the fact that they're wearing some of the clothes similar to you know mm-hmm. uh, search for spock you know yeah. oh my god <laughs> that episode see, uh, they start off so hot i mean yeah Captain they... freeman's going for trial and they're you know <laughs> trying to get it all figured out and everybody gets told hey trust the process well no forget the process this is and then it turns out, trust the process. Trust works. the process. And I, the thing I love about it is that and Captain Morgan Bates, and I was like, yes, they yes. brought the Kelsey free, the Kelsey grammar, like, like two second, like on air, like guest yeah. spot. I there's, but actually, actually, if you look at it in the literature universe, Morgan Bates, and I mean, they did do a lot with Morgan Bates in, in the literature yeah. universe. Especially, I read the uh, DTI books. The department, I think, uh, Ben Hamin got me those two books. Mm. I read those two books, and literally, they talk about Bates in, in the books, and also too, they also say about how how bad Kirk is to like the timeline. <laughs> like he's like the like the worst like offender of the temporal prime directive. He just yeah stomps on it, spits on it. Takes well, there's even reference it. to that in DS Nine. Like, oh, Kirk, yeah. that guy's a minute. Yeah, you know, when they do the Kirk episode where minute, they go back yeah. in time. You know, yeah. and <laughs> you know that as well. So I mean, it's man, uh, see, episode one already out the gates, hot, super awesome, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, uh, it, it's one of those things where you watch this thing. Uh, the you're watching for the Easter eggs and the jokes. They're there's just, a lot of them, and there's so many. And the fact like, I will say this, I will say this, there was a lot more swearing in this season than there was yes. in last season. Yeah, holy cow, they had to do a lot of bleeping, man. <laughs> I was watching, yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, I mean, yeah, it was, but I was like, you know, it's a little, it was to me, I mean, look at me wrong, I, I think swearing doesn't offend me or anything, but to me, it was just a little overdone, you know what I mean? 
You know, they just yeah. It was funny last season because they use it sparingly, but this time they just kind of shoehorned it down your throat, and I'm just like, you know, yeah. I mean, it's funny at a time, but it's just it was just done too much. Yeah, you know, it was like every other word was like after this, after that. It's like, yeah. You, you sound like you sound like me on old, you know, uh, Academy podcast. You know. <laughs> Oh, it, it's good. I mean, but like, I, I think when done, like, I think the thing I like about it, like, I'm okay because they're bleeping stuff. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it funny, right? Like, because you don't necessarily know if they're cursing or not. Like, have you ever, like, listened to some of the, um, like, there's these comedians who do stuff where they just bleep things out randomly. So yeah. it sounds like they're, like, being dirty, but they're really not. No. And, and like, that makes me laugh. So, I kind of take it in that vein. I know okay. they're not really like it's it, because it's it's funny because you know they want to say something but they're not allowed to say yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like bleep bleep bleep. And so it makes you laugh. So like to me, that's less egregious than if somebody were to actually say the stuff. Then I yeah. Like, eh. But for some reason, when you bleep it out, you know, <laughs> that's what makes it hilarious to me. You know, it, especially it, it, uh, kind of funny though. It is kind of funny. It, yeah, Doctor, oh, what's her name? Um, the cat doctor. Oh, like, oh, god, yeah, she, yeah. You know, um, her and Shax. Yeah. Oh my god. Actually, low key, like Shax is my favorite character. I'm... Oh yeah, Shax is super good. <laughs> Shax is great. I love when like, he gets all emotional. Yes. What? <laughs> was... oh, I can't believe that. Like he starts crying. And... He starts crying. Oh, get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> that comes later but yeah, yeah so so basically they go they they steal a so apparently now in bozeman montana you can <laughs> you can get on you can get on the first warship that Denver copper made yeah. the phoenix as a it, it does this you know loop around thing it's a children's ride and it's so they go to steal it and there's this guy on there and he's never flown into spaces where he's super scared and they hijack it, and now he's I'm a space pirate. I'm a space pirate. He goes from being this timid guy to space pirate because they use the they use the children's ride to get into space. So they get to the Cerritos that's in dry dock. You know, uh, oh my god, that whole scene and this guy is like, I'm a space pirate. I'm a space pirate. Oh, you know, just and then they're trying to figure everything out, and then they're. They're about to be in trouble, and then they're saved by Captain Freeman. Which because... I was like, "What? what? <laughs> is this is a holodeck program that they that they made?" Because what? because like because I because I thought they were going to stretch it out for the for the entire season, like like trying to get it out of jail. Nope, nope, nope. Starfleet Intelligence figured it out. They yep. had everything yep. and, and trust the process. And the dads are like, "I told you to trust the process." And so, because of this, but this sets the theme. This does set the theme for the yes, season, it does. It which does. is not what we expected. Which is this yeah. is why I appreciated about this because you're thinking this is going to be the season of them doing this, and then in turn, the theme of the season is. Uh, but um, so, because of what Mariner did, Freeman yeah. puts Mariner under Ransom's direct supervision <laughs> with him determining with him determining whether she's going to remain in Starfleet or not. And dude. That was the theme for this season, and it yes. was hilarious. Oh my god, great! Yeah. Good first episode to set everything up for what's coming uh, in the season. So, yeah. and and actually, and actually, Ransom became a really good Starfleet officer. Oh yes, he did. Yeah, she she became really good. Then 
Boimer would totally went off the, the freaking deep end. <laughs> Starting in episode two. Yeah, it's episode two. Yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, it's it, to, to me, it was just. Oh, you God. see, look, I mean, I watched it, but it was like a blur because being back home the first week, I watched it. It was kind of a. But, you know, it's, it's just. It's just it was really good. I, I love the they they brought back the freaking dolphins and like you jumped in with your shoes on. Oh my god, what are you an animal or something? Yeah. You know, I just everything everything in lower decks it was just great. And uh what was episode three? Because I totally forgot what, what episode three was. Uh well episode two is Bull Glimmer and, and that was the one where yeah, yeah. He, he 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 chases that 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 cranks oh yeah the like, crazy yeah the fray yeah that, that crazy like alien looking dude they they're stuck there waiting on uh because the whole thing was um Mariner and Ransom joined Rutherford and Billups on a mission to Delane to repair a broken orbital lift. Yeah. And so Ransom and Mariner are supposed to fix it while they're doing the dip- the engineers are doing the diplomatic stuff. Yeah, that's not everything. Yeah. And so he basically She's like, what the fuck is going on? And she's she's trying to do something. Uh, she's trying to fix things. And so it's holding up everything. They're supposed to be gone. And they're not because it's a cranch is on the ship. And he's like, I got to hunt something. And so Wimler is like, because yeah, I think, didn't they say that William died right at the beginning of this? So he's going to be, or something happened where he was like, I need me more bull. And like Tindy oh, yeah, said that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And so something happened where he he decides and he's gonna be bold glimmer. So this guy's like, I'm gonna I need to hunt. He goes, Oh yeah, you can hunt me. And so you know, he's like, Oh wait, we're gonna start now. I was like, Really? Like, oh oh no, actually no, John. No, I'm sorry, no. That was the William, the one where William died was the one where they were doing the movie. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. Later. This later. one this this one he just now I remember now because he's like, I wanted to you know, William's like, I think he said William was like, a, yeah, like went up in rain. Goes, yeah. I've been doing everything by the book and I haven't gone up in rain. Right. And then the other guy, the uh, the the bullying guy, got, yeah. you know, was it was became, became a captain, captain. and became was captain. had an all bullying ship. And yeah, yeah. And and so, was like, are you kidding me? Come on. Okay. Yeah. And so he's like, he's going to be bold glimmer. And, you know, he's he's saying things to superiors. And, and dude, this hunt and catch, you know, like this hunt thing, hunter prey thing. That he does with Cranch was incredible, and then you find out at the end, Glimmer's going to turn the tides on him, but he gets defeated easily. But they find out that they do his people do a the Cranch's people do a catch and release with non-lethal methods. Yeah, I mean he still stabs him, but he's stabs like, with the, yeah, yeah. I, saw, he, I, I still love where he goes, Captain, Captain Freeman, he's hunting me. Boy, I had a nice brunch with him. Nice champagne brunch with him. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, just yeah. Oh, well, good. I'm glad you're helping him out. Like it was just like. You know, yeah. oh, you're helping yeah. him out. Okay, well, never mind then. You know, um, you know, <laughs> and then he turns the tides and tries to be like this badass dude, and you know, gets just wrecked. And he gets wrecked. Uh, and yeah, like, you probably need to go see your doctor about that, though. That's probably probably a good idea. Like, yeah, Crash is like he's he's got the he's like he's like the selfie. <laughs> Yeah, and and then the whole thing down, but the whole thing down on the planet goes sideways because you know they can't fix the elevator, and then things go bad with 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 uh, Rutherford uh, Rutherford and Billups, and and they're gonna get thrown this thing, and Mariner tries to go to sneak away, but you know she's jumped out. (laughs) 
She's done the 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 movie. Shades of Star Trek. Yeah, from the original two thousand nine movie, the Kelvin yeah. Timeline, where she jumps out and then yeah. she has to get back and uh, <laughs> and they're gonna repair the orbital lift and then because she's gonna go help and so Rance is like, oh no, you're right, you know, but we need to go help and then she gets all the way up there, wore out, and it's like, okay, well we're gonna jump down. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) And then, because these people on this planet are all about physical fitness, so the ransom just rips his shirt off and shows his abs and everything. And they're like, oh my God. So he repairs diplomatic relations by ripping off his shirt. (laughs) Such a Kirk move. Oh my God. And so. Oh my god! It's such, and that's how the episode. It, it's hilarious. I, it's dude, a good one. That's it's a such good. a good one. And then, and then the next one is is three is the mining the mines mines. This is the one where, um, it's uh these aliens called the Scrubble and Federation scientists on Jenga's four. Um, they have these like mined psychic landmines on the planet's surface, and the mines show the person's deepest desires. And it turns them into stone if they touch the illusion. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, oh, yeah, this is this is this one's a good one, right? And this is also the uh, Tindy experiences her first day for senior uh, science officer training with, but her her supervisor is Doctor Miglamo, the oh, yeah. bird uh, counselor guy. So yeah. she was expecting to be with somebody else, but uh, oh, uh, Tiana, right? Isn't that the uh, doctor? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Yeah. So yeah. whatever so, that avian alien that they made. Miglimo is the is the bird guy, and then Tiana's the cat, which how they haven't gone after each other yet, I don't know. Uh, um you know, and so and then it says, and we also know that a representative of the scrubble gives Captain Freeman and the Carlsbad Captain Mayor with a rock. <laughs> Um, and this is the younger guy, and he's talking how they're old and they're young. Yeah. Says Tindy scans it, nothing, uh, noting strange reading, but fails to gain Dr. Friesman's attention. Discouraged, she returns to the med lab where Commander Tiana gives her a pep talk. She tells her, Get mm-hmm. in there, and you blankety blank, and you blankety blank. <laughs> you know, just you know, like the timing of those things are great, like when, she, when they when they yeah. have her in her potty mouth. Like, it's kind of like, Did you see Super Pets? Um, the movie with no. The Rock. Okay, no. there is a character who's uh, I forget her name, the turtle, and they, they do the same thing where she okay will blankety blank this and that. It's a kids movie, but it's funny because she, again she's cursing and you know she's cursing, but they're blanking it out because <laughs> you, you know, and it makes you it hilarious. Yeah, this old lady turtle is cursing up a storm. You know, right? And so it's hilarious. So, um. And so then we also see um, that the Cerritos crew um, and the Carlsbad counterparts are working to see who has um, who's yeah. better because they think they're slackers and and everything like that. Um, and, and basically, they get stuck because the minds are pulling information from beyond their desires to like you know uh, things like their their nightmares even. And so, yeah, <laughs> a, a Borg snake. Yeah, and then yeah. there was. A, yeah, I was like, I was like, yo, yeah, I'm out. I'm yeah, out. no, I'm out. Uh, I what? am out. <laughs> burn, burn this to the ground. No. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, Mariners was Jin, 
being all like, hey, you know what's happening? Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so then it turns out uh, uh, that the minds, they, that the minds actually pull and record all psychic information and the Scrubble and the science are sleekly working together uh, mm. to data mine Starfleet. Uh, so they tried to warn Freeman, uh, but Intendi smashes the rock and reveals what came, contains the technology to spy on them. Mm. And so the Scrubble and the scientist representatives are detained for questioning, and the Carlsbad crew revealed that their behavior was due to the all Cerritos crew, who have a reputation as mavericks among the California-class ships. Yeah, so then we like, find out that the Cerritos... They look up to the Cerritos crew. Yeah, the Cerritos is considered the best ship uh, of the California class. And, like, they're the badasses and the Mavericks, and everybody wants to be with them kind of thing. So it's like, all right, well, cool. Which, again, sets seeds for later. Like, I mean, the the one thing that I feel like this season has is they do a great job of setting seeds for what's going to yeah. happen later down the road. Um, there's a lot more connectivity this time around. And um, not that there wasn't before, but man, when you really look at this, there's some real, you know, connections to the next one. Yeah. So, and then the room for growth. Oh my God, this is the one where Captain Freeman rewards the exhausted crew uh, by taking to a relaxation spa. Oh yeah. And, Dove, and the oh yeah. And the engineers continue to work at the spa, causing Freeman to freak out. Yeah. And um, and then the crew creates the machine to instantly distress her. Um, and the, the spas manager like, no, get that shit out of here. We don't want to do that. Go. Shit out of here. You know, um, and then whereas uh Tindy, Blimler, and Mariner complain about their cramped quarters and they're in a fight with Delta Shift to get yeah. that new cabin. Um, and then they learn that Delta Shift's gonna share the single room amongst the four members, which they hadn't considered doing because they're like, hey, one of us can get it. And um yeah, so they didn't want to break up their friend group because there's only one. Damn one Delta Shift. Yeah, they're like, damn Delta Shift. And they opt for a Delta Shift to fight over it. And then they find out that Delta Shift shares the room. And they're like, oh, ah. it was funny. This was a yeah. good, like, just small in between. Yeah. It was funny watching Freeman as they're trying to relax and she's trying to relax, but she's freaking out because they're not relaxing because their relaxation is building things and doing things as engineers. Yeah. And so, uh, and then, you know, the, the, again, like the thing that made the Blimler, Tindy, and Mariner thing, the ridiculous of the designs of Starfleet ships sometimes. I was like, why is this room even here kind of thing? You know, stuff that, that, you know, you sometimes do, which they make fun of in Galaxy Quest, right? You know, yeah. like there's these random, it's like, what? Why is this happening? Um, so, Reflections is the next one is episode five. This was really, really good. This was one that I was like, holy shit, this is good. So um, Rutherford's implant malfunctions allowing an alternate personality. Yeah. Red yeah, Rutherford was... to take over. Yeah. Um, and so during a skirmish, he ends up in a coma. His mindscape brother realizes that Red is his younger self, whose memories were saved before he received his implant. Uh, an angry first-year recruit in Starfleet who funds his unsanctioned engineering progress by secretly building racing space vehicles. Red challenges Rutherford to a race in any vehicle they can imagine, and the winner gets control of the body. Um, which I knew this was going to happen, that Rutherford was going to have the Delta Flyer. Okay. You know? And then it was going to be the lower deck. Like, when they said any ship, I said, Rutherford's going to do the Delta Flyer. Because it's a race, you know? And then, But then he said, but I have my crew with me. Um, mm -hmm. And then and then Red 
gives up. And then we get to see that this is the point now where Rutherford's memories are all put together. Um, And, um, and, and we see that, okay, there there was a legal activity going on Mm -hmm. and his implant erased those memories, but they were saved. They're there. They've been there the whole time. And we see how he was and that Rutherford wasn't like that, but he likes who he is. And yeah. so um, it goes to show you, I mean, this is a great episode to show that people can change that who you mm-hmm. were when you were younger is not who you are when you're older. And so you can change and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So, um, and then at the same time, Ransom assigns Bloomer and Mariner to staff the Starfleet recruitment booth at the <laughs> fourth job fair. <laughs> Oh my god! And they're mocked by various entities. This is great because they can't leave. Um, Mariner's trying to keep calm, and but Boimler because, just goes off the deep end. Oh my god! It was so funny, and um, you know, it was watching him go. Oh, you damn truthers! He's like smashing yeah. everything. He's mad, he's like, going after everybody's stuff, and <laughs> and they get to because they ransom said that they have to have signees on the list, and they can't leave the booth. And so Mariner can't leave those people making fun. And then, <laughs> uh, and then like, you know, his, his, his Wimler going off brings people to sign up and so that Mariner meets their quota. And then later, Rantum puts Wimler in the night in the brig, but tells him, hey, good job for different. It's like, well, oh, hell yeah, man. That was a great job. I mean, you're still going to the brig. Yeah, you're still like, going to you the brig. Yeah, that was awesome. That was great. And then, uh, and then, because right next to them, was this uh, archaeologist, you know, figure who used to be in Starfleet named Aberdeen, and um, and uh, says basically, yes, she did eventually get them to kind of be a distraction so she could take an artifact, but she offers um, Mariner a job if she mm-hmm. finds Starfleet too confining. So um, we know that's very cool. Number six, this was my. Uh, episode that I love the most Uh, episode 6 hear all, trust nothing Captain Carol Freeman oversees trade negotiations with the Karima at Deep Space Nine Nine, the Karima bringing them back from the Dominion Wars at Deep Space Nine oh, the opening bit Oh, what are we supposed to do? Well, just 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 keep going around pilot around and be in awe and then come back keep going keep going (laughs) <laughs> oh man, I loved it. It was so great. Was no, no, I mean, I mean, fly around honestly, being all the piles. <laughs> that one, that one was done very well. Oh my god! And, and then and they especially with not a visitor. Yeah, you bring yeah, her back, and Armin Shimmerman bringing him back. Yeah. They said he said he was so in character. He wore the teeth to do the voiceover for this. Really, he did. Holy cow! Yes. So um, awesome. it was good to hear them. It was good to be a see this episode, you know. It was, I mean, I it was just good. It was really, really good. I it just seen DS Nine again, post Dominion War, post everything going on. Um, we also see that they that Tindy and Rutherford encounter another Orion uh, officer. His name oh is DS Nine, and this yeah. guy, you know, they see. You know, we also see Quark is in a franchise now. And he's got this replicator that does these amazing things. And it turns out it's the Karimina's like uh, technology technology that he's been using. And so they take him 
And so Tindy and Rutherford were loading stuff onto the criminal ship. And uh, with the Orion guy, Minsk, and who's talking this big, bold game. And so when they, when they're leaving and they've kidnapped Quark, um, Tindy has to revert to her Orion party skills. And she's guy, badass. Yeah. And this, cause this guy wasn't Orion. He was like, an orphan, and he grew up in like Cleveland or something. I'm like from that. Cincinnati. I'm from Cincinnati. That's what it was. Yeah, I'm from Cincinnati. I don't know anything. I was most, adopted, and like most like cornbread Midwestern town. Yeah, and he's like, I just learned from the hollow things. Oh no, wait a minute. Wait, Cincinnati. Shout out RBV. Cincinnati. Yes, shout out RBV uh, for for that. <laughs> but yeah, so he's he's you know laughing. So Tindy is straight badass. You know, saves the ship. Keeps the court from keeps court from getting she kidnapped. She rips out the cold too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So and then Freeman for a successful negotiation with a criminal received seventy six percent of Quark's franchise profit. Uh, and Tindy's gonna embrace her heritage. So, but yeah, oh, such a good episode. Uh, it was good to see DS Nine. Mm-hmm. Morn was back and again said nothing. Yeah, you know? yeah, that was awesome. I was like, oh, oh man, Morn. Yeah, oh Morn. There we go. So yeah, it's such a good place to be. Um, and then, so number seven, episode seven, a mathematically perfect redemption, uh, revisiting the aftermath of the events from episode, no small parts after teleporting out of the Cerritos while it's under attack to save herself, Exocomp instant peanut hamper. Oh, I, I, you developed so much hatred for peanut hamper. Like you wanted, oh my, I seriously, I, oh God. Yes. You know, peanut hamper. Hey, you can do this. Nope, I'm gonna get out of here. So long, suckers. And then she's in space where the Titan saves the Cerritos. Uh, uh, so she barely escapes Grokmani's scavengers and the ship she built, and she lands on a planet inhabited by winged fauna and sentient species, the Arior, who were amazed by her technological abilities. As time passes, peanut hamper seems to change her mind about organic life forms. Which she used to despise. After helping the Air War and falling in love with the Chief's son, the Air War revealed that their ancestors achieved space travel, but war set them back in their native place. Grokmani soon attacked, intending to scavenge the lost Air War spaceships. Outnumbered, Peanut Hamper sends a distress call, which is answered by the Cerritos. Peanut Hamper pleads for assistance, explaining how she's learned to be compassionate, but her pleas are thwarted when Grokmani revealed that everyone that Peanut Hamper <laughs> contacted them to take the ships. Peanut Hamper reveals that she has not changed, only wanted to trick the Cerritos into rescuing her and forgiving her mutinous actions. She's placed in the self-aware megalomaniac computer yes, storage section I love it. Yeah, where was... Agamus proposes an alliance. And we, again, that's maybe something we see in season yeah. four. Because may, it's not. If you may allow me to have a little bit of an indulgence to kind of go back. Fuck Peanut Hamper. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And How about the, that? Okay, and the weird sex scene between her and the bird guy. Oh, yeah, that was a little yeah. weird. That was. I was like, this. I said, this is. They must have smoked a lot of weed. They, <laughs> they did this smoked. episode. Chris and Byron must have done a lot of weed during oh, this episode. They had to. Have, oh, there's, there's no way that was there was. Not it weed was funny, and you really just you. Just learn to really hate peanut hamper. And hate's a strong word. But yeah. you really learn not to like her or like it, whatever machine it is. You just want to you just want to see someone take a sledgehammer and just smash it to a million pieces. Yes. Oh yes. Lord. So 
So that's episode seven. Episode eight brings us to Crisis Point Two Paradoxus. Yeah. Yeah, and so is... Blimmer programs a sequel to Mariner's Holiday movie called Crisis Point Two Paradoxus, which has the Star Trek, you know, just the openings from the movies and everything. Uh, where Romulans have stolen a top secret gem capable of time travel, intending to use it to erase the Federation, which we know that's the case because that was set up in uh, Discovery um, mm-hmm. when Pike was captain. And so yes. we're, we're saying that they, they, they make the reference to that. But during this time, Blimler receives some bad news and loses his enthusiasm um, because he found out that his, um, you know, basically what ha- he's just not into it at all. And Tindy and Rutherford are, are kind of doing the mission. He becomes fixated on a side quest that promises a secret to life. And we find out that Mariner leaves, uh, but she learns from Ransom that Wimler's transporter to him, William, died in a gas leak in his sleep. And so it's that idea of dealing with, with loss mm-hmm. and what's going on there. And so um, she returns to the program to help Wimler in his quest and recognizing that the program helped her, can do the same for Wimler. And eventually he finds the program's mythical being can build the secret of life, asking if why Winston Williams instantly died and what it meant for him. The being can only pair back inspirational quotes. Bill <laughs> goes into a frustrated rampage again until he wakes up on an idyllic farm with Hikaru Sulu, which it wasn't a farm, it was the <laughs> Nexus. Yeah. Um, it was the Nexus place that Shatner lived in, yeah, yeah. Was and then he's like, Oh, well, you know, I took this over, <laughs> you know, I was like. Uh, it's like again. This felt like a uh, this this felt like a George Takei jab at Shatner a little bit because it's the same you know thing that they use for the Nexus and but Sulu took it over. So mm, nah, I mean they just Sulu was probably available for that. They probably didn't ask Shatner to do it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, you have to wonder with everything that Shatner does. Surely he would have he would do something for yeah he he would have done it but I mean I don't know maybe uh, maybe he decided to give it to Sulu yeah who knows or or, or to K I'm sorry I should yeah I mean listen I mean I, I thought it was well and then and then plus too you know it's also kind of a funny haha you're expecting to see Shatner but instead you see you know you see uh, George to K instead so you know it was kind of the whole thing with like Lord Dax you know basically mm. just kind of. Making you gas and making funny haha of uh, of uh, Star Trek. So yeah, which they do because we see at the end, Bloomer wakes up in Six Bay. He was uh, the farm was a dream, and he passed out in a near fatal dehydration on the holodeck. And Tindy, um, she can be a captain, but the very end of this episode, we see William is revived, his death a ruse to draft him into Section Thirty One. Mm-hmm. So uh, so hey, we're setting some things up for season four because hey. We have the Agamus and uh, Peanut Section Hamper, 31. And we have Ham- Section 31. Um, so we're coming into the penultimate episode here, Episode 9, Trusted Sources. Mm-hmm. Freeman's Planetary uh, Revisitation Initiative Project Swing By is approved. Um, yep. And we have Admiral Buenamigo uh, assigned here to visit Onara, a planet whose population was forced to quit an addictive substance. Felicium, due to Jean-Luc Picard's actions... 17 years earlier so they were going back to that planet this is the one where david was a part of they had this is like yeah you know, they had the shocking grip or whatever to freeman's display they are uh accompanied by journalist victoria nuez <laughs> freeman cracks down on the 
recreation and controls Nuez's actions to the crew, hoping the, uh, to project competence. And then fighting Onara thriving and understood in Federation aid because they're all into fitness and everything. Freeman and Buen Amigo decide that Cerritos needs to visit Breca, whose sole industry had been Elysium, and that was justifying a swing by. After Mariner circumvents Freeman's to speak with Nuez, Nuez confronts Freeman about many embarrassing details of past missions. And since Freeman immediately transferred his Mariner to Starbase 80, the running joke uh, that it's a dead end assignment. And everyone's like, oh, no, God, for the love of God, Starbase 80, no. Starbase 80, no, yeah. not Starbase 80. And Mariner is heartbroken by her mother's actions and the angry approval of her crewmates. The Cerritos discovered uh, embarrassing details were gleaned from careless statements by the approved interviews, not only while Mariner not had glowing Mariner. words to shade. So yeah. um, Reversal Freeman tries to reach out at Mariner at Starbase City, but learns she resigned from Starfleet. He's now Petra Aberdeen's first officer, setting off for parts unknown. So... Um, yeah, so this was the the swing by thing was interesting. It was yeah. a setup for what would be the next episode, um, and getting Mariner off the ship. So then this was the one. The stars at night are big and bright. <laughs> We've been because we have here uh, the Texas class ships introduced, which are all automated. Which, by the yes. way, the Alito is a town. 10 minutes away from me right here. Really? Yes. So if you, so I was, me and Jake were like, Alito, hey, that's Alito. cool. Like, yeah, all right. So because you have weather, so Alito, Weatherford's kind of in the center of Parker County. When you leave Fort Worth heading towards Weatherford, Alito's the first town in Parker County. It's kind of rich affluent. They have a big football program. They've mm-hmm. won like nine state championships. People are moving there because they want their kids to play football. You know, it's a, it's a big school. Um, so yeah, so the Alito is the town. It's like we're like going, Hey, we know that we know that shit. <laughs> so, um, so but it basically the idea is, um, Starfleet off to follow Admiral Buenamigo's proposal to decommission all California class ships and replace the second contact duties with his automated Texas class ships. Which, by the way, those ships looked dope. I was gonna I, say, yeah, they, they looked mm-hmm. pretty good. They looked good, you know. Um, yeah. you know, they were great, but learns um and then um and then but then Captain Freeman challenges when Amigo ship to race to their duties and rather to be intrigued by the ship's new programming. You see him in the whole time, he's like, Oh, this looks familiar. Merrimer becomes suspicious of her uh and Petra's mysterious benefactor, but learns it's funded by Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so she says she confesses to Petra that she may have been searching for a reason to return to Starfleet. And during the race, Cerrito barely keeps up with the Texas class ship's capabilities and loses when the crew must pause their work to rescan for life on a desolate planet. Freeman realizes the Texas class failing to stop and scan proves that the ships are inadequate to handle second contact parameters. She informs Winamigo about reporting the information to Starfleet when Weatherford burst in. He recognizes the Texas AI class programming as his own and realizes Magic. that, yeah, that the shadowy Starfleet official who erased his memory was Buenamigo. Buenamigo reveals that he had set up the Cerritos all along, hoping they would fall in favor of the Texas class. Rutherford warns him not to bring the ships to full automation as the AI code is the same as Badgie's and could result in aggressiveness. Buenamigo ignores him and brings the ships online. Ordering them, yeah, ordering them to destroy the Cerritos and cover his tracks. They attack the Starbase, killing him before attacking the Cerritos. 
Hubble stay outmatched. Freeman sends out a distress signal, which is answered by Mariner and Petra, who also summon all the other California-class ships to assist. <laughs> the Texas-class ships are defeated, and later the crews of the California-class ships celebrate, and Freeman apologizes to Mariner, who forgives her and rejoins Cerritos. Uh, Talyn arrives uh, from the Space Department's newest recruit under Tindy's mentorship. Talyn was the... Um, and for those who don't recognize her, she was the Vulcan on the Lower Decks episode yes. last season where yes. they had the different ones and she yeah. was always questioning. Yeah. So that's who that is. So if you didn't recognize that, that's who she was. She's from was last gonna, season. I was wondering, I was wondering when they were going to bring that in and they did. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah, and they tied her in there. Uh, meanwhile, Rutherford's original implant Denning Badgie's corrupted AI are collected uh, from the Kala system by an unknown source. So, um, which we can maybe assume was Section 31 or mm -hmm. something like that. So, uh, it was very, very interesting um, to see. Um, would you like to hear some of the uh, notable guests that made appearances this season? Um, yeah. on, on the show? Okay. So, uh, James Cromwell as Zephyr Cochran, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, JG Hersler as Martok when they yes. yeah, bootleg yeah. Martok. Bootleg Martok from the DD thing. And he was a Drogmani captain. Um, yeah. uh, Susan Gibney is back as Leah Brahms. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, as if Ali, Mary Holland, and Artemis Pindy as Delta Shift. Okay. Um, I don't know who they are. Armin Shimmerman as Quark. Uh, not a visitor as, as Kira Jeffrey uh -huh. Combs as Agamus, yes. Uh, Keith or Donahue as Peanut Tent Hamper, <laughs> uh, George Takei as Hikaru Sulu, yeah. Um, let's see, I don't know any of these other people. Um, but then we also had uh, Paul Shear as, as Andy Billups, okay. Um, Phil Lamar as Alonzo Freeman, the dad, all right. Um, Let's see. Uh, oh, Who? I don't know if you know the, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, the actor and comedian. He's he's Miglamo. Um, okay. And then those are the only main ones that I Who recognize. Played, uh, what amigo? Who was the? Who was the... Uh, his name is Carlos Alzarac. He says an American actor, stand-up comedian, impressionist, producer, screenwriter. Uh, he's best known for his role as Deputy James Garcia. On Reno nine one one. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I've never seen him before that. So okay, I didn't yeah. recognize him. He's I an improviser, like, so that's yeah, why, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, so Petra uh, Aberdeen was Georgia King. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a Scottish actress. I don't. She don't have anything listed for her. Um, so yeah, the, that's everybody that I knew. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so it's 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 definitely interesting. Um, they have a lot of they have a lot of star power this year, yeah. so um, it was fun. It, uh, I I loved season three. I thought it was yeah, season season three was that. I mean, listen, anytime any, anytime you got lower decks involved in anything, it's going to be great because it's done very well. The writing is done well. Everything is done well. I mean, yeah. they've Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks. Knocked it right out of the park. So, hopefully, uh, Discovery and Picard can. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, Picard. The last, the last, you know, four episodes of Picard were great. So, 
let's hope you know they can just continue on this on this on, on this train of greatness you know that is the last four episodes of Picard strange new worlds lower decks when we continue on with discovery mm-hmm. and so forth because they really they they really gotta do something with discovery because yeah god that fifth season that was wasn't good all the seasons have been good but yeah i mean the first four seasons were great you know but like it this seems like they get was, better and better yeah this one was like a fire in church you thought the season was, was a fire in church Lord Lord season Oh no no no! I'm not oh. about I'm talking about Discovery. Oh, Discovery, Discovery. Yeah. Oh God, no! Season one of Lower Decks was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm... No, yeah, I'm talking okay. about no. I mean, Lower Decks. All three seasons of Lower Decks have have been great. Yeah, and they just been getting better. And then me, I'm like chomping at the bit to see Strange New Worlds because I want to see that episode where they the do crossover. Like, the crossover. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really why. I, that's really the one I want because I'm be I'm, I'm I'm rewatching season one right now. I just watched uh, Spock and Muck, and I've oh God, that's done so well. Yeah, I you know. And by the way, when will somebody make the the Wrath of Khan costume that Pike wore at the at the fi- at at the season finale? Mm. When are they gonna? When is when is the costume maker? The, the Chinese costume maker on eBay going to release that because I'm dying for that because that was, oh, God, yeah, that's so well, yeah. that's so well, yeah, yeah. So, because I want to order the green tunic and the pants and everything that that, that Pike wore in that season, so I don't blame you. Yeah, that's gonna be probably that's probably that's probably gonna be a Christmas present. So hey, there you so go. For, so that when we do, so that when I do have a, how can I say this? When I have a a convention to go to, I can dress and look really good. There you go. Yeah. I'm, so. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I'm very particular about what I would want to wear as, and I, so I don't know if there's anything in particular. Um, that I would wear, you know, because I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I, like, I don't know if there's anything I could pull off, you know, I could probably pull that off. I could probably pull that. You could pull that off. I don't know. I could I probably could pull, pull that off. off. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I would have to look and see what, uh, what Star Trek thing I could pull off, but, um, it's not, I don't know with cosplay. I'm very particular. Um, there isn't much for the ways of beefy boys. So <laughs> I guess if you're a Klingon, maybe, but that's about beefy it. Beefy boys. Yeah, beefy boys. So uh, if you haven't checked out Lower Decks, please do so. It's on Paramount Plus. It's amazing. Go have watch it, have fun, have a good laugh. It's 30-minute episodes. You're going to bang through them and have a yes. lot of fun. It's a great way to do it. 10 episodes. Paramount has determined that all their stuff from this point forward is going to be 10 episodes. You know, I think we talked about with Strange New Worlds. And that from that point forward, everything was going to be 10. So mm-hmm. uh, no matter what season you're watching of a season, you're going to have a max of 10 episodes. So, um, which I think is a smart idea. Yeah. That seems like to be a really good uh, yeah, number I for mean, them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that said, I think that's everything that we could cover. The only thing we have left is our, our newest segment that we have done is our Trek Wreck of the Week. 
which uh, since you have been doing all kinds of reading and all kinds of things, oh jeez, you're gonna make me do it now. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you do it. So uh, Damn, James, right, right on the spot, right on the spot. So James, right here, if you'll play our Trek Wreck music, please. Trek Wreck, I'm going to recommend a novel. Okay. It's it's a big novel, but it's worth the read. It's Mere Anarchy. And basically, it was a collaboration of, I think it was like six or seven different authors. I don't have the book because I donated it to the Otisville Library to make sure that mm. another person who's a fan of Star Trek has a chance to read it while while they are there. So it was a great book. It basically showcased, it showed, it showed a planet that got destroyed by the it got destroyed by by something the and it showed how the federation came to help and it was the story of like kirk like from kirk when he was the captain of the enterprise and he was admiral and then through the movies and then to his death in generations and it basically showed that people didn't trust the federation and at first and then they trust the federation and then there was an overthrow and the planet wasn't getting better. Kirk was trying to help out. It's it's a really interesting story too. Plus it also shows too that when somebody comes to help, it shows that the people like don't trust out, outsiders either. And but it was good because then you also had stories too that were geared towards some of the stories didn't include Kirk. It include it included uh, Bones and Spock or or Montgomery Scott and Spock or Bones and Kirk and Spock and Kirk and or or Hura and Kirk and Chekhov. I mean it was done so well and written so well. And the book, I guess the book is a little older too, I guess. And um but the thing I love it at the end when they're talking about the authors, they did a very playfully thing about the authors, you know, saying, oh you know he can, you know, this all they can be reached, you know, about talking about Star Trek along with his like twelve cats, or something, you know. So I mean, it was the story was done very well. I read it in three days, and it was like wow. six hundred pages long. It was a great book. I recommend it. Um, I don't think it's on Audible, which is a shame. It should be on Audible. Um, but yeah, so go get the book. It's I'm telling you guys, it is. To me, it's probably one of the best Star Trek novels that I have read. And that's saying a lot because I've read a lot of Star Trek novels. Yes, you have. And listened so, to a lot of Star Trek novels, too. Yeah. So if, if, if you're looking for a recommendation, this is the man to go to about it. So, um, yeah, if, if you say that's the case, then that speaks very highly of it. So Roll with it, baby. Mere Anarchy. Mere Anarchy. So Mere go anarchy. go check that out today. Um, well, wait a I want to... Let me just look up here on Amazon because I okay. want to. I know one of the authors is Christopher L. Bennett, and he is a, a veteran of Star Trek literature, and he's really good. Let me see. Let me check that. Mirror Here we go. Got it. Uh, yeah. Original series. Star Trek paperback. 
Uh, it's only nine dollars, and it's a six-part saga. So the authors mm. are Mike W. Barr, Christopher L. Bennett, Margaret Wander Bonanio, Dave Dave Galantra, who's another veteran of Star Trek novels, Dayton Ward, another veteran, and Kevin Dillmore, and Howard Weinstein. It's a um, it's it's a great book, and in each in each one of the authors, you know, they kind of do their own thing. You know, and that's and that's the beauty of it. It's like six different stories hmm. because one author is more, you know, like does like motion picture. One does Wrath of Khan. One does the original series. One does, you know, during Next Generation. I mean, it's it's outstanding, and, you know, and so I recommend it. Guys, it's it's nine bucks, guys. I mean, come on. Yeah. You can't go it. wrong with it. It's 48% off. <laughs> that's what it says on Amazon. <laughs> Black Friday deals, baby. Gotta love it. Yeah. You gotta love it. Hey, and real quick, this is an aside. This is not a Trek wreck. This is a professional recommendation. Uh, I saw this earlier today on Facebook. A guy who's a local wrestler here talked about um, the uh, there's a Teddy Hart documentary uh, series coming out. Um, uh, As a matter of fact, one of DFW owns wrestlers, uh, Machiko, is in that. She's one of the girls in there that talks about Teddy Hart and what he did and and you know all that and he was like i don't know if i want to watch this because i don't want to give him the views and i said look um i posted this out there and i'm going to say this to everybody here too i understand your sentiment on this but watch it yeah go see it because here's the deal you need to know what bad people look like how they behave what they do so that you can look for these signs because you can encourage other people to find places, um, agencies like ours to go. And as I say in in my post, like, look, you're helping spread the message of of what's happening, and you're helping to figure out a way for people to get services. You can step in. Um, as a matter of fact, I even included our mission statement, which is at Freedom House. Our mission statement is to end abuse and violence through prevention and intervention. And so you can intervene by not confronting the bad guy, but saying, hey, if you need help, let me know. And we can, we mm-hmm. can contact an agency in our area. And guys, in, in, the, in, in various places, in the state of Texas, we have an agency in just about every county um, that, that deals with this. Um, for, Tarrant County has four alone, I think. Um, you know, Weatherford and here in Parker County, we have one, uh, which is ours. But I guarantee you in other states, you have agencies that deal with this and you need to know them and you need to be able to help provide, you know, I'm not as less as I'm saying, you don't have to confront the abuser, but you can give resources to the people being abused so that they can get the help they need. So watch this, see what it's like, because obviously the guy is charming and he's getting people to do him, but he's doing bad things. And you need to know that and recognize that so that you can learn and grow from it. So just because something is bad, don't think, well, that's bad. I don't want to watch it. No, you need to see it to be educated. This is the thing I deal with on a daily basis. You know, um, it's interesting being in 44 and dating and dating people my age nowadays. It seems like everybody I've dated has some form of abuse. Um, I mean, it's very funny. So um, I guarantee there's at least four people that I've gone on a date with that I've had to end the date to 
offer them services for freedom out and they've gotten services because they've Jeez. dealt with stuff and of course obviously if they're a client of freedom house i can't date them um yeah. you know so <laughs> which is fine Man. i would rather they get services than you know go about yeah. it you know and 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 uh and Man, get healed rather that's than that's crazy that's but yeah nasty. but and, i mean it every i mean there is lots of people that's happened to where i've been like hey you know um yeah this is this is what I'm used to. This is what I, well, no, this is not what you deserve. This is not what you've been. You need help. You need to go get here. It's totally free. You don't have to pay anything. You can see our advocates and our clients. We can figure out what it is we can best do for you. You know, so there's, that's the thing. And it, it's not going to be in a month or two. It might take years, but understand that guys, you can help bridge the cycle of abuse and make it shorter by intervening and stepping mm -hmm. in. So you're, you're not, Helping a bad guy, you're helping the people who are victims become survivors, and so getting them away from that bad guy. You know, so uh, that's a small aside that I didn't want to use this platform to say something because that popped up earlier today, and I, I appreciate the sentiment on that. But think about the bigger picture, which is, yeah, you know what what the people that are involved under that abuser and how you can make that difference. So. That's my unofficial Trek wreck of the week. That's my more of a professional wreck of the week. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, can't do that. Couldn't it, couldn't have said it better. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, and so, if you have questions about that, if you have questions about mental health or agencies or you know how you can help and learn about those kind of things, you can email me John at freedomhousepc.org, and I will be glad to talk to you about those things. I'm not going to talk wrestling. <clears throat> I'm not going to talk Trek with you there. I'm just going to talk mental health and. Uh, sexual assault, domestic violence advocacy, and how you can help or learn to make a difference in your community, in your area. If you want to talk Trek or, or wrestling or football, baseball, anything in between, well, there you can find me uh, mm -hmm. at TikTok, Twitter, Instagram as jreezymen. Um, if you want to uh, find me on Facebook, type in John and Wright, see if you can find me if you can. And if you do and you're not a weirdo, um, <laughs> you can be my friend. Um, uh, I mean, I have weirdo friends. I mean, look at Big Ray. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Big Ray, which I think him Big and Ray. April Hunter start right now. They started their new show today. Big Ray is now the new co-host of the April of the A Show. Oh, nice! Hunter, and they've started right now. So, uh, shout out to them as they have gotten started on that. Um, and we look forward to that. So that's all the internet stuff I have. Oh, by the way. Uh, one more other thing, James and I are starting to work on our Christmas special. So um, know that this year for Hami Media Group, uh, you can only find it on Channel Attitude. So if you're not on Channel Attitude listening to the other things, why? It's only like a cup of coffee uh, a monthly to listen to Channel Attitude. Um, mm -hmm. And you can listen to this year's Christmas special, which should fall either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Um, and we're going to have some really good stuff. Uh, there's talks of maybe... The Ayatollah himself maybe making an appearance as a Christmas oh. special, um, and some other people. So we're working on getting that finalized this week and this weekend, so we can start getting our recordings in, so that we can have an excellent Christmas special. So uh, that's everything there for that for me, Triple D. Triple D, why don't you tell us where the people where to find you and bring us home for well, the day? you can find me on all the social media platforms: Demetrius Zerto's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, all that good stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, also, two dipping donuts, my 
donut shop or my family's donut shop, you know, food porn. St- food porn. <laughs> the great Ben Hameen runs our social media pages. Does does a great job. So so plugging that and uh, really, I mean, I got nothing else really to plug. So guys, you said before, you know, if you're not a creep, I might accept your I might accept your friend request. So we'll see. But John, as you said before, John, you know. They can email us here at the Academy HMG at Yahoo. They can follow us on the Twitter. It's right here on the crawl. Twitter, Academy HMG. Or on Facebook, Academy HMG. If you want to get all us talk some Trek, let us know, you know, how we're doing. Let us know how bad we're doing. Say that you want Dimitri to swear more because, you know, it wasn't as funny. You know, <laughs> or thank God he stopped swearing. I can actually watch it now. And, and I tried to be nice. I didn't rile you up today. No, you know. Actually, actually, you know, uh, man, I just thank God that hey, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm not stuck in the cube, sleeping on the top bunk of a bunk bed. That's all I gotta say. So, <laughs> so John, they the the all the people that he'll hold you at Freedom House if they have serious issues but if the if it's not serious you know you did give all your plugs correct john yes, yes okay so let's wrap it up baby we're back academy hmg we are back baby uh we'll do we'll do it again next week where i don't know we'll figure out what to talk because you know we just or hell we just i don't know we'll just hell we'll do a live because yeah, we'll do a live. We, we'll do a live because we are alive so to everyone out there live long and prosper and I am so glad to be back on the Academy Star Trek podcast with my man, John Enright, who I found out Scissor Daddy was a thing over at camp. And you know what? On that one, <laughs> good night, everybody. Have a wonderful, have a wonderful week.